slide. All right, uh, another exciting episode of Long Winded Spiel, episode twenty-four. Uh, so uh, today's gonna uh, today. It's a it's a bit of a sad day. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have my uh, my fucking right hand man, Mr. Mike Gilman here. Uh, this will be the first podcast that I've done uh, without. Uh, without him so a little bit of a a shitty moment but it's all good because he had to go to work and you know he's out there making some cash so good for you Mike Gilman Uh, definitely catch you on the next one dude but yeah but uh, going back to the uh, the episode here uh, I finally got Mr. Mitchell how do you pronounce Van Zant Van Zant Van Zant Mitchell Van Zant first time uh, on the uh, on the long winded spiel podcast really excited to have him on uh, so today, like I said on the on episode twenty three, uh, we're going to be covering the upcoming fight card uh, between Amanda Nunez and Valentina Shomenko. I re- was really careful in pronouncing her name. And uh, co-main event would be the uh, Yoel Romero against Robert Whitaker. And uh, what was uh, the fight before that, which was the Robbie Lawler versus Don Cerrone, unfortunately got pulled from the fight card because uh, Cerrone got a. Uh, but hey, he is uh, an infection in his an blood. An infection in his yeah. blood, exactly. So again, uh, I want to welcome my guest here, Mitchell. Thanks, thanks again, buddy, for driving out here. I know it's a bit of a drive for you because I make that drive practically every fucking yeah, I day. I didn't realize how far it was. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a drive, man. It's a little bit of a drive, and it's not scenic, so it's kind of shitty. Yeah, some mountains in there. Yeah, there's a couple. <laughs> there's a couple. Uh, but yeah, so uh, thanks again for coming out, dude. I'm excited to have you on. Um, hopefully, this isn't the the last time. Oh, so of uh, not. we'll have you on again. But yeah, man. So let's just dive into it, dude. Let's do um, it. International Fight Week. International Fight Week coming up. This will actually be the first year in the last three years that I wasn't there in yeah, Vegas. You, you went last year, I went the last two years. Hell yeah! Hell yeah. Cool. You met Jose dude, Aldo I, last year. I met I met Jose Aldo. I was walking down fucking Las Vegas Boulevard at like three in the morning. I was fucking drunk as you can get. <laughs> With still being, you know, aware of what's going on around you, out of nowhere. You know, funny, true story to this. I recognize his wife before I recognize him. I've never even seen his wife. I've seen his wife so many times in videos and the embedded videos and just like, you know, just seeing her around. That I look at this woman and I'm like, holy shit, that's Jose Aldo's wife. And then as I look to her left, well, my left, her right, there's Jose Aldo wearing fucking beat sunglasses at 3 in the morning. So... He just got done with the fucking three round fight against uh, Frankie Edgar. Oh, that yeah. was that night. That yeah, was wow, that night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I see him, and then next thing you know, I am in the middle of his entourage. True story, dude. True fucking story. I'm in the middle of his entourage. His wife is standing to my right. He's standing to my left, and then his goons, aka his buddies, are made a circle around us. And that circle was to push out all my friends. Like, everybody that was around me, like, no, 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 he's not signing autographs, he's not, he's not meeting people. Like, it was a out-of-nowhere encounter. Ask my friends That's about cool, this, dude. Man. Ask my friends about this. Fucking Billy was there. You know, you, oh, you yeah. know Billy, Billy? My buddy Billy, Mike was yeah, there. And they're, they all talk about this. Like, there's literally a circle around us, and it's just us three in the middle. And I go, I go, Jose Aldo, man, like, what's up? And he goes, hey, man, he, he's eating ice cream. He's eating ice he cream. Is. Yeah, I bet he is. He has a fucking like a little cup of ice cream, and he puts a spoon down. He gives me some knuckles, and he just in his broken English, "Thank you, thank you." And like we give we give knuckles, and then he goes off, and his wife looks at me and goes, "Oh, thank you. Like it's really nice of you, you know." Like I didn't make a big scene That's out so, of it. That's cool, man. I, I didn't make I a big scene out of it, even though they fucking formed a circle around us, <laughs> like we're about to have a fight or some shit. I was like, "Are we about to go down, bro?" I because I don't, right? <laughs> I don't want none, man. Like. Like, at least give me three weeks of training, bro. Come on. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, like, give me a heads up, buddy. 
But yeah, and then uh, we just like walked off, and that was that, dude. So it was a really fun encounter. But that was last year, the year before that. I met Frankie Edgar, which was really cool. And oh, hell yeah. I met full a shit ton of right people there. out there, man. Yeah, I met a shit ton of people circle. out there. It was a lot of fun. But yeah, so International Fight Week. This will be the first time that I'm not there, which I'm kind of bummed out about. But it's all good, you know, because it's uh, it just wasn't meant to be. But um, so going back to the fight card. So do you know? Did anybody take over the um, the Donna Cerrone Robbie Lawler fight, or are they just um, moving? I don't know if anybody took over. I know that they just bumped everything up. And then on top okay. of that, I think because the uh, the co co main event will be Overeem and Verdum. Ooh, which I forgot they were fighting. I, yeah, I was reading about it earlier. Uh, Overeem survived some hotel explosion. Uh, where you're staying and some, dude, dude, please. Whatever, whatever country is it? Let me know. I spare, even, spare no detail if you know the story. I don't, but I'm. He, just, wait, just, like, he was some in some, like, whatever hotel he was staying in, and, and uh-huh. some country got it. It was a, like terrorist attack. So, really? Yeah, I saw that like on a little ticker earlier. I was like, wow, Holy that's crazy, like Twitter? Twitter uh, on a ticker of like the ESPN. Uh-huh. Or oh, I got I you. Like, I got oh, you. What the fuck, dude? Jesus Christ! So he survived the fucking and he's still explosion. fighting. That's why I had a good look. He was like, I'd make sure he's still fighting. Fucking like, man, didn't lose a leg or something. It, yeah. Over it. What a fucking monster that guy is. He's I met that guy once. He's too. gonna survive a terrorist attack and fight in the cage in the mm-hmm. same week. So dude, that's that. crazy. I, dude, I mean, he's on those. Uh, I mean, he's not taking any supplements anymore. But dude, like, it's a fuck. That's a crazy story, though, dude. Like, he went out there, survived an explosion. He's gonna go out and fight for Doom. Yeah, uh, this is their third fight, fight right? Because I know that their third fight. They're overall. one and one. They're yeah, one yeah, and yeah. one right now. I think they had one in Strike Force. Uh, they won in Strike Force during the uh, the heavyweight Grand Prix. Uh, I think Verdum won. No, I'm sorry, Verdum lost that one. I think so. I think he lost that one, and they had one in Pride where Verdum won. I think by Kimura. I'm pretty sure it was by Kimura. I could be wrong on that. But aside from that, though, dude, like, they've both come a long way. Uh, Overeem's that one guy that's, like, always on the cusp of winning the title, and he has the potential to, but there's always that one. Especially in the heavyweight division, man. Like, anything he could change in a punch. One fucking punch will change He's so big, game. and he's so technical. Everyone forgets how technical he is. Dude, yeah. he's, what, one of very few fighters that went into the uh, the K1 world and won a world title. Yeah, before, that was, I think he won that before he even gained all that weight. Because he, he was mm-hmm. K1, I think, at 205, you know, around mm-hmm. those weight classes. Yeah. So whenever, whenever he got bigger, he just kind of became a bully. Yeah, dude, and everybody, yeah. Forget, everybody forgets how technical of a striker he is. He's, he's, he's one of the most striker. dedicated strikers he's very, in the heavyweight division. I mean, yeah. Miocic's getting up there. But oh, he is, dude. Yeah, dude. And, he Miocic, took, and that fight, was, underrated, that one man. round was crazy. He's underrated, man. Like, Stipe is, uh, for those of you that do not know, uh, Stipe Miocic is the uh, current heavyweight champion of the UFC. Um, born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. So he's a blue-collar working man. And that's Croatian. something. Croatian. Croatian ancestors. Yeah, man. He's, uh, he's that guy that's just... Really humble and very much like, yo, man, I don't, I don't want the fucking the glamour and all that. I just want to kick people's ass. <laughs> I just want to beat up some people. Yeah, he's still even is. as champion. He yeah. still does his part time fireman work. That's, yeah, dude, that's, that's cool. That's, dude, that's that's honorable, man. I fucking I dig it. That's a good backing to have as well. Yeah. That's a good. Uh, that, that is really really cool, dude. But yeah, so. Uh, Alistair Overeem was uh, on his way to being a champion, but Mr. Stipe decided to not let that happen. When he with, sat him down, I thought he had. I, I, yeah, I dude, was, he caught I was him surprised. He was, right. he was just running around, uh-huh. and, was, and he just planted that foot and stuck it to right on the chin. Fucking caught him right on the chin, dude. Put Stipe on his butt, and then he ended up following that up with the guillotine, which he then claimed Stipe tapped, but no, he didn't. No, yeah, no, tap. no tap. He didn't tap. There was no tap. tap. It wasn't even sunk in all the way. I don't. Yeah, I, I didn't like how he kind of. Immediately how, after, how did the Rogan? Yeah. To, and, Ro- and Rogan was just straight up with him, man. He He's was like, like Dude, I don't see it, man. I, I don't, yeah. He goes, I don't know if you're seeing something we don't see, but yeah, I'm, we're looking at the same thing. That's a hard thing to call, man. Because like, if you think about it, he just got knocked out. That's yeah. That's you know, he just got knocked out. So it's like obviously his 
you know, his his memory's a little fucked up. He's probably not even thinking straight. He probably doesn't even remember getting knocked out. Trying he to probably doesn't remember his, being yeah. knocked out, and then seconds before that, because you know, you just fucking you yeah, black I mean, out, dude. Yeah, that's you, it. You you're done. Yeah, you don't remember. You remember right before it. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. If that, you know, or sometimes you're just like, dude, I don't even remember before that. I thought some, last yeah. thing last thing I remember was catching and, him in a guillotine choke. Some people say entering the cage. Yeah, like dude. Last, I, remember, I, remember, I remember. I remember. I remember Bruce Buffer yelling my name and. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was After it. After that. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I, there's, a, there's an old story that I heard uh, John Fitch tell. This is years ago, man, because uh, John Fitch is no longer in the UFC or Bellator or anything like that. But he was talking about one of his um, his early uh, pro fights. He, he lost. He got knocked out by a knee. Uh, his opponent threw a flying knee or some shit. And um, he said, dude, he didn't – he got knocked out. So he remembers everything leading up to it. But where his memory comes back as far as – Afterwards, being woken up, and then and then the announcer uh, announcing the winner of the of the contest and all that, he said I came to in the locker room. I was already in the locker room, and then my coach was taking off my hand wraps, and that's where I woke up. And I was like, "Wait, did I already fight? Like, what happened?" And they were like, "Dude, you were walking around. You were like congratulating the the winner." And that memory still hasn't come back. I mean, I'm assuming it hasn't. That's going to be a crazy... That's like, a crazy fucking thing, dude. That, that would trip me out for a few days. I'm yeah, dude. Like, you have, like, you're just... Let's just say five minutes of time together, that's just man. gone. Just gone. And you're still... It's almost like... It's like... I, it would be equivalent to somebody drinking to where they black out. And they have a whole night of festivities. And they come to and they're in their bed. And they're like, what the fuck happened? And like, the whole week you're just trying to put things together. Put shit together, man. Like, Except you weren't drinking. Oh, you just got knocked happened, the fuck right? out. You just oh, got knocked man. out. There's video of trying it. To get, yeah, imagine <laughs> go back and watch it. Too. Imagine go back and watching the fight. And then oh, kind of seeing yourself. That'd be so But knowing, knowing that yourself then was not in a conscious state yeah. at all. That was just kind of your body kind of doing yeah. its thing. That's crazy, man. That'd be a weird thing to have to watch yourself fight I, dude, I, that you don't remember. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. That'd be crazy as fuck, dude. I don't know. I, I, I hope I never experience that, especially the part of like not knowing I'm about good at, 15 minutes of your life just gone. Like, I'm God, good on getting knocked out. out. Yeah, I'm That's good fuck. on getting knocked yeah, out for the rest that. of my life. I'm gonna, fuck uh, that. Avoid that one. <laughs> at all costs, I'm good, dude. I'm good on do. that one. Please do. And... But yeah, yeah, dude. So, John uh, so uh, John Fitch, crazy. But that was, again, that was just a side a, story. He, he was, he was, or still is, a uh, champion in the World Series of Fighting. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he's yeah, still I, fighting. I haven't, oh, I haven't he's still really trying really... to go at it. He's dude, old good now. For him. Good yeah, for him. World Series of Fighting has come up on some old, old guys. They've got John yeah. Fitch. I think uh, Mike Quick. Uh, Mike Quick Swick. Uh, yeah, yeah, Swick. Yeah, yeah. I think he was there for a little bit. Nice dude. Yeah, he was a contender too, man. man. He was a contender for sure. Veterans come back in a Dude, game. I, I like John Fitch. Like, he was one of the uh, the early guys that I really liked because um, <laughs> when he was still fighting professionally in the UFC, he was still bartending at the spot over in San Jose. Was he really? Yeah, he was a bartender. And like you know, I was a bartender at the time. Cool. I was in mar- I was in martial arts. True. I was like, that's cool, man. Like he's making it happen. But then I really thought about it. There's not much money. Because, like, why the fuck are you still bartending? Yeah, still, <laughs> yeah like, hanging, what the fuck? Hanging the belt on the wall in the Yeah, bar. dude, I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's cool. But, no, yeah, there's, I forget the name of the bar. And um, when I went up to San Jose, this is years ago now. When I went up to San Jose, I tried stopping by to go check it out just to see, oh, maybe he's there. Maybe he's still bartending. Yeah, maybe. But, no, at that time, he had already fought GSP. Oh, he was making like, money. Yeah, he was, was making, making he was money. making a lot more money. Yeah. But, yeah, man, so um, going back, uh, Verdun versus uh, uh, fucking Ulster Overy, man. So it will be their third fight. Uh, once again, listeners, they fought two times before, one in Pride where Verdun won. The second one was in Strike Force, where I'm pretty sure Ulster Overeem won by decision. And uh, now they're fighting uh, for the third time, the rubber match. Yeah, and they're both. Uh, how uh, do you see that going down, man? They're both aged. 
for yes. sure. That's going to be seasoned. Uh, but Verdum just beat Travis Brown. That was his he, last fight. He beat he beat a a wonky Travis Brown. Travis yeah. Brown really wasn't in that fight. He got that was a rematch, kicked. right? We got sidekicked in the first second that of the fight. Remember? Was dude? A it was like a jumping sidekick. A two hundred fifty pound sidekick to Imagine the face. That, he landed dude. it too. He did, dude. And he uh, over him just didn't didn't seem like he was mm-hmm. he was. I mean, uh, it is like he was at that fight, Travis Brown. So I gotcha. He's been. His stand-up wasn't what it used to be. It wasn't mm-hmm. explosive. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. But this, I think this is a stand-up fight. I don't think it goes to the ground. We haven't seen an overing fight go to the ground in a long time anyways. I haven't, no, I mean, dude. I mean, the last guy he submitted was to win the championship against Velasquez. And that wasn't even him taking it to the ground. That was Kane shooting in yeah. on a double. Even on Brock, they, they didn't Yeah. They didn't go down until Brock went down. And mm-hmm. so, Yeah, man. I, dude, that's going to be a good fight. It's going to be a good stand-up fight, but... Overeem's way more technical than Verdum is. Do you so. think it's going to be a, a stand-up fight? It's going to stay that way? Ah, I think so. I think so. Ah, man, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's hard to have Overeem on top of you. Even uh, I know how good he is on it's the ground. Man. I know how I know how you know his black Verdum's a black belt and yeah. he's, he's very good he's off his back. Champion black belt. He's not just Overeem like an ordinary. A, he's a bulldozer on the yeah. ground. You know, he's, that's true. He's going to push it and he's going to hit you a lot. Uh, he's fucking strong. So I don't know. I, I think. I, have, I think I have Alistair in this fight. Yeah, I, really? I think I have Alistair winning you, this fight. Do you see it going all three rounds, or do you see it uh, mm. finishing early? Nah, do you see I, it? I think a second round. Second round? Second what, round submission, finish. knockout? TKO. TKO. I'll give, I'll give over him a TKO. TKO, okay. If he, okay. If he can land, if he, you know, as long as he's not running away. He can't mm. run like that, man. He can't run like he did against um, Yochi. Dude, he ran, dude. I don't know. I don't he know if he's ran. scared of because I mean everybody should be scared of Steve. He's the baddest bear on the planet. Dude, he's a fucking champion. yeah. So and he cracks, dude. He fucking hits. Yeah, but I mean he landed on him on that wonky, you know, he whatever that him, was. Dude. But he, he ran. He, he he ran. He can't run from Verdun. Okay, he can't All run right. like that. If he doesn't run and he goes back to fighting, okay, then okay. So I think just, he wins on, on technical. He's okay, so technical. Just, just just hypothetically speaking, let let's say the fight ended up on the mat for us. Uh, let's just say the duration of a couple of minutes. Do you see that being? Do you see the gap between Verdum's black belt and he's been a champion and uh, competing at black belt at the black belt level for fucking I don't know what it's eight true. years or some shit against uh, Verdum? Do you see it being that that gap? Do you see it being that vast to where Verdum can submit over him, or do you think over him has enough experience and has enough training to where he can avoid all submissions and eventually get it, get it back up to his feet? I think if if Verdum can keep him down. Which okay. is, I think, I think Alistair's just gonna be too big and strong. Okay. You know, Verdun's a big guy too, but I think Alistair's too big and strong to be held down. I think he's oh, gonna I get next you. to the cage and he's just gonna get up. Yeah. And if it's on the ground, I see, I see Alistair being on top. I gotcha. And because Verdun is more comfortable on his back, mm-hmm. and I don't think he's not a very, he's not a big on top game. I gotcha. You know, if you see all of his stuff, it's all we're gonna get chokes, arm bars. You know, nothing's really from mm-hmm. the top. You know, or anything like that. So. I think if he goes to the ground, Alistair stays on top, and I think he can TKO him. I don't okay. think he's going to submit it again. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. They're, they're, we'll see, dude. They're we'll much older see. than when they last we'll fought. See. I'm actually picking Overeem myself. I, Are I, you? I, I, think, I don't think it's going to be a finish, though. I think it's going to be a very similar fight that they had in a, a strike force, where um, Verdun's going to initiate – he's going to do just enough striking to try to work the takedown. And then Verdum's going to be too crafty to let that happen. And I think he's just going to beat him in points. That's just my call, though. I, I don't so, know. There's so many scenarios that could happen with this. Dude, because they're so it big. all could be changed because they're so big. Punch, you never buddy. know what's going to happen, you know? Dude, it's... one punch, one knee to the belly. Um, I mean, dude, Verdum just beat uh, – he didn't just beat him. But he beat uh, Mark Hunt not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he fucking beat him with a knee. A fucking knee. And then ended up TK, T, TKOing Mark Hunt, who, in my opinion – 
has one of the best chins in the heavyweight division. Hardest guy to knock out, probably. Hardest guy to knock out. Him, There's, is very, him and Roy Nelson are probably the hard, yeah. two hardest guys to knock out. Yeah. Like, dude, I think... Did Stephen Miocic finish Mark Hunt when they fought? Or did he just beat him by decision? I think, I think he, beat, he beat, him. beat him by decision. Yeah, I think so, too. Because there was a moment where he fucking cracked him. And, and Hunt was on his back. And Stipe was trying to finish it off and just couldn't. And that, again, just... Again, listeners... Steven Miocic hits so fucking hard that he's put away almost every opponent that he's won against within the last, like, five fights, I think. Oh, yeah. He, you know, he put away uh, Verdum, put away Dos Santos, put away uh, Miocic. I'm um, Miocic. He put himself away. <laughs> put away Overeem is what I was trying to say. Overeem. There's three fights right there. And then he knocked out uh, the, the, the light heavyweight guy that came up, uh, Fabio Maldonado. Mm-hmm. Knocked him out within, like, 20 Good seconds, memory. dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. Knocked him out. Uh, that's four. I mean, the fifth one I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm, I'm sure it's there. <laughs> I'm sure it's fucking he, there. He's, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's he hasn't been a decision in a long time. I don't think and, it has. Actually, I'm going to grab my phone. Probably a couple of years. And we're going to fact check this shit because I'm pretty sure his last five victories were by TKO or knockout. Yeah, I don't think I think he's been a decision in like two years. So, and I don't think he plans on going anywhere. Yeah, man, I, I, I agree. I agree 100% on that one. Uh, it's gonna be a good fight. So yeah, I'm I'm picking uh, Overeem. I think Overeem's just gonna he's just gonna play a smart game, dude. That, that's the one thing about Overeem is that people people always say, oh well, he's so big and he's just always you know he's using steroids and all this other shit. But he's a smart guy. You know, he's a smart guy when it comes to fighting. Mm-hmm. Like he's very calculated. He definitely doesn't uh, he doesn't take too many risks, which is why he ran away. He doesn't and he, he train he trains a lot. He doesn't have a lot of injuries either. Like you never really see Overeem getting hurt. Oh man! You know, anything like that, he gets you know caught doing other things. So. Yeah. So uh, I was right and I was wrong. He does. He did finish his last five fights by TKO or not or or, or KO, but um, I was wrong in the sense that he finished Mark Hunt in the fifth round. At two minutes and forty-seven seconds in the fifth round, he he ended up TKOing Mark Hunt. So he has a knockout victory over Mark Hunt, Andre Arlovski. Uh, Fabricio Verdum, Alistair Overeem, and Junior Dos Santos. He knocked out for, uh, Fabio Maldonado, Maldonado uh, in uh, 2014. And then right after that victory, he ran into a JDS, and JDS beat him in that decision fight, which was such a close fight, dude. Like, that yeah. was a really, really close fight. So, yeah, he definitely has the five uh, TKO or KO victories. Uh, his last five fights, he's finished them. So, good for you, Stipe. So, yeah, I, dude, Alistair Overeem, man. Like, I Fuck. That's gonna be a good fight. Yeah, good. That's I, a fight that I slept on. I really forgot they were gonna be fighting. Verdum yeah. and Overeem. And what's interesting about this right here, it says, take the so Verdum's takedown accuracy is thirty one percent, and his takedown defense is thirty four, and Overeem's is sixty four and seventy six. So he has a seventy six yeah. takedown defense rate. So can Verdum get back to the ground? Is, is a good question. That's to submit it. I don't because I don't think Verdum can knock Overeem out. I don't think he has the technical striking. No, I had no near the, the mm. technical striking he needs. I don't think he has that power, like that pop um, in his punches. Yeah, like Overeem, it was like uh, Redoom takes twice as many hits per minute mm. than Overeem does. I think Overeem is just, just going to be a technical difference on stand up. I think yeah. at the older age, I can see that. The, the ground game is just going to be a lot harder mm. to get to with Overeem's takedown defense that yeah, high. I got gotcha. so, It's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be a really good and fight. That, that was, and that'll put. It, Overeem back up in you know top five. I think he's like he six right now or something uh, like that. I, let, let's just say you and I are both right in this sense, and uh, Verdum ends up losing. TKO decision doesn't really matter. Uh, would you say Overeem is maybe after this victory, 
again, hypothetically speaking, because anything can happen in mm -hmm. a fight, right? Let's say after this victory, how many fights would Overeem have to win in order to get another title shot? Uh... One to two. One to two? I would say one because the heavyweight division right now is you don't know where it's at. Because yeah, we don't know where Kane's at. If we knew where Kane was at, then we would have a better understanding I'd of like what the heavyweight see division Kane is. I'd like to Kane versus Overeem. And Kane's supposed to come back. back in August. August oh, is that right? So, somewhere this fall. He's always getting Even in hurt, August, he's like, he's start training again in August and okay. get back to Because he's had his surgeries. And I'm ready to... Uh, I, I'm ready to see a Kane fight again. Dude, Kane is I a fucking seen... monster, dude. Since that last fight at UFC 200 with uh, Travis Brown, yeah. like, dude, that was that was a Kane of old. I don't I don't know if it was the right opponent or if Kane was just on his point that Will... uh, on on his game that night. Will but... he come back as as Kane, or is he gonna come back as you know three surgery Kane, like three surgeries later, man, back surgery, this you know all that. It's and yeah. and and until everybody knows, he's still up in the mix in, yeah. in the rankings. He's still there because yeah. he hasn't. Shown any, you know, that he can get beat. I got gotcha. I think Overeem too, because I think he, I think the next next fight would be Overeem JDS again. That would be a good fight. Because I mean, JDS just just lost a title fight, so mm -hmm. he's gonna drop down a little bit. So he's he's like kind of like if you can get past him, then you know we'll see. Mm -hmm. I think it's Kane would be. Nobody knows who Kane's even gonna fight. Yeah. You know, they say nobody knows. I think JDS Kane maybe if Kane oh, comes man. back because because JDS just crazy. lost the title title fight, so he's still. You know, a top guy. So mm -hmm. I think that they, they fight for a, what, a fourth time. This would be. It'd be a fourth time, fight. yeah. So uh, right now, would, Kane has uh, two wins over JDS. I don't know if they would make that fight again. Yeah. I dude, I was there what? for the first one. I you was were there? there. I was there. I was Ooh. there live. Anaheim, dude. I'll never forget Those that. Those were some wars. It man. was Those a fucking. The very fights. first fight was the one where JDS landed the uh, the overhand right in sixty four seconds. Man, that and then just put him away, dude. I'll never forget it. I was there, and uh, oddly enough, uh, my girlfriend Brandon Nicole Lua. Hey, babe. Uh, her brother was there too, so he and I were sharing a very similar story last time I last time he and I spoke. Um, so what happened is, uh, I mean, it's in Anaheim, so Southern California. Cain Velasquez, being of uh, you know Mexican descent, it was all pro Cain. Oh, like yeah, we're talking about the Mexican flag was everywhere, buddy. And there were small pockets, very very small pockets of um, of Brazilian this fans. The Brazilian flag. And as soon as that fight got stopped. I'll never forget it. Everybody just sat there in silence, and you hear fucking in the distance small groups of people cheering. Like, yeah. It was that one. It's like it's yeah. like that one big moment where it's like, oh, yeah, exactly. It's, everybody's breath away. Like, dude, I walked I'm out of so that building. He was so doing so well. <laughs> I walked out of that building feeling so sad, dude. Because I mean, I'm still a big Team Velasquez fan. He's just yeah. a fucking monster, dude. Yeah, and he's, but yeah. He came back thing, and he came man, back he's... like a fucking monster and just beat the shit out of JDS. And JDS never looked the same after that. Especially after the, their third fight. He didn't look the same, dude. Like, he came out, fought Verdum. And, dude, that just wasn't the same uh, uh, Junior Dos Santos, man. He just wasn't countering. He wasn't... No, no, he was countering, but he wasn't being as offensive as he used He was to. hesitant. He was very hesitant. Very hesitant. He was a very hesitant fighter. It's almost like he didn't want to lose again. You I mean, know? He, had he, never had any, he had never had a, a single person in his entire life... He got his ass beat. Beat, like... like beat the Put their fuck. hands on him like that. Dude, he's never had this much... beat the fudge out of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, that's the festival. He's so big and, yeah. and so talented. He's never had he somebody is, put their hands to him like that mm -hmm. before. Like, he's like, dude. oh, like, he's in sparring. He's beating the shit out Everybody, scary man, you know? dude. Yeah, so, scary man, and then to have a uh, man that's used to being the big scary dude get your ass beaten like that—it's gonna fuck with you psychologically a little bit. I'm, yeah, I'm glad to see he got back in. It took him a while, but mm -hmm. I'm glad to see he got back in his groove. He mm -hmm. came back and uh, had some good fights, and then he got yeah. back to the top. But and yeah. he was—you know—he I think he hurt Stipe. He those leg kicks. 
Those were those redwoods he was I, swinging at Stipe, man. <laughs> fucking, those Brazilian redwoods he's got. Dude, he's just, fucking throwing some ham hocks, yeah. And, but Stipe, Stipe had good adjustment. As soon as he noticed that leg was going to mm-hmm. be taken care of, he went in there and just finished the fight. Caught him right a fucking right behind the ear or right on the ear or something like that. Yeah, but it just shows how good Stipe is. That he like, he can dictate, you know, if he really wants to turn it on and really wants to finish this fight now. Like, he can. It just has the, he has the confidence behind mm-hmm. him that I'm just going to go in there and do it. Yeah. Because I'm not going to lose this fight like this. Yeah. yeah and... Yeah. That's something else I like about Yoel Romero, who was also fighting on this card this weekend. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, he's he'll fight guys that are, like, you know, top kickboxers and, and, and top, you know, Muay Thai guys. And a lot of his finishes, I've noticed, are in late rounds. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not, like, a first-round knockout guy as big as he is. Yeah. But it's like he likes to challenge himself against those guys. And, like, yeah, you know I what? I'm going to kickbox this guy because I know if I'm ever in trouble or if I might go to a decision I don't want to lose to the judges – I'm just going to take this guy down. Because he's a fucking silver medalist in the Olympics can't do wrestling. Anything, can't do anything to me. I'm yeah. just going to double leg him yeah. and beat the shit out of him. Dude, I mean, his fight against uh, Chris Weidman was evident on how much of a power wrestler he really is. Weidman couldn't really do much. Weidman couldn't take him down. It Weidman, was like Weidman little brother a, against big brother. Yeah, Weidman had his foot. Remember, remember when he caught the yeah. kick and Weidman had his foot in the air? And, and, and then Romero just, just bounced him. He had yeah. the, his balance... And Dude. his the way he can move his body that being that big doesn't make sense. It's, it's it just doesn't make sense. No, I, I was watching. He's him. he's Blanca. I've always said this. He is Blanca. He's Blanca from Street Fighter. He like came out of the Cuban jungle and just a fucking monster, dude. Like. He's a scary fucking monster. Dude. Anytime he wants, so just grab a hold of him. Yeah, just go and to town. that's yeah. it. Anytime. He's a monster. That's hilarious. He's fucking Blanca from Street Fighter, dude. Like, it just doesn't make sense the way he moves his body. And you look at him and you're like, dude, like, you tested positive, you tested negative and fucking, you have no sports enhancing yeah, drugs yeah, at all. He was tested in the Olympics. Yeah. No, I, I don't think anybody can test more than the Olympics test. Like, yeah, I've heard about that. There has to be, because yeah. that's where, you know, steroids were like uh-huh. invented for the Olympics almost, you know, yeah, yeah. by the Russians, you know, mm-hmm. D-ball and all that was invented and constructed just to beat everybody in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So, like, those things, but for sure, they think they test very extensively. Like, they, yeah. they have to have USADA or somebody in there. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So yeah, man, that's, that that's fucking crazy, man. A freak of nature, but I think he he likes to challenge himself against those yeah. guys. I'm like, you know yeah, what? Because yeah. he can't take me down. No, he can't. So I might as well just try to box yeah, with him. Dude. If I can't box with him, I'm gonna take him down. And I'm gonna finish. Dude, him. And he's doing all that shit naturally. I mean, uh, the UFC hired uh, Jeff Nowinski, the the, the mm-hmm. Golden Snitch, as they like to call him, uh, to fucking test every athlete. And listeners, for those of you that do not know who Jeff Nowinski is, he is the guy that was uh, most famous for. Catching uh, Neil Armstrong mm-hmm. in uh, Neil Ar- no Lance Armstrong. Lance Neil Armstrong Neil Armstrong did not take steroids together. My mistake. <laughs> Lance Armstrong. I always get those two guys mixed up. Lance Armstrong. He's uh, most famous for catching him, and uh, that pretty much put him on the map, dude. Seven like time. after that, tour defense. Yeah, they took all that away, dude. They take all, all of them? them? I think they took all of them. Man. I, I, I'm going to fact check myself on that one. But um, but yeah, so Jeff Nowinski, dude, he was uh, is most credited for catching that guy. And after after he did that, dude, it was just, he really pull, uh, holds no punches. He yeah. goes out there and he's just like, I'm fucking ending this shit, dude. I'm, if you're doing anything outside of what I say is okay, you're done. Yeah, it's weird to see a guy like that. If you think about it, he has... It's, it's got it's, it has to be like some sort of an, some sort of an ego thing to you know what I'm gonna because you know all those guys back then doped I think when I was uh, listening to Lance Armstrong and Rogan talk they were saying like the next guy that could have won or like it was supposed to be the winner would be like the seventeenth guy mm. because they were all you know doping they're all doing all these kinds of things oh yeah to uh, improve their performance 
But the guy, like, he went after the, the biggest guy. Like, you know what? I don't care about all these other guys. I'm just I'm going for him to make a name for myself. So it's kind of like an ego trip in a way to go after Lance Armstrong. I can see that. You know, for sure. They're all and Lance, you know, came out and said everything about you know everybody used to do everything. So, but that guy is. Uh, I think Connor was tested what 15 times last Some year. Some shit like that. It's yeah. 12 month period. He's you know he's tested more than once a month, and so I, I kind of but I like that he came in in the UFC. It's changed it's changed the UFC a lot. But uh, I like that he's come in and, and taking care of all that because it's good to see everybody at their their natural potentials doing those things. So, yeah, man, it's looking like, uh, dude, I'm. If you can help me out, make sense of this shit. Yeah, he's like, oh wow, yeah, the voted results. Yeah, from 1998, it's looking like everything got taken yep. away from him. But you see, how everything is first place. He didn't get it. Is it? Oh, he got one second place. Uh huh. Two second place. Dude, oh, that's all the different years. There, yeah, there were a couple of years he didn't lose a single race. Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. But yeah, man. So he that. got. I mean, it, looking like they still kept him uh, from 2012 on. He got first, third, seventh, second, second. Um, so he's still he's still competing. You know, he's still competing, but it's not the same. Like no. all those accolades that he acquired throughout the last decade, gone. Yeah, just well, gone. It's crazy, dude. It's fucking nuts. It's insane. Jeff Kavinsky, man. I, does anybody care? He's, I mean, I'm, I'm just bringing it up because they hired no, Jeff no, I mean, does, does, <laughs> No, no, no. Does anybody care, like, toward Lance Armstrong's legacy? Does, I don't oh, think, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I don't uh, think, you know, I don't as think a fan, as any it, fans no, or anybody, I don't think it really talks about Everybody was like, you know what? So what? Yeah, he, had, he still did it. He had testicular cancer, what, once or twice? Twice. Brain cancer, I think yeah, he had he's got once. one nut. And he was still doing it. So, hey, yeah. he has, at least he had an excuse yeah, to yeah. fucking. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. To, you know? Yeah, and again, the only reason why I even know about Jeff Nowinski is because UFC hired him on. Before that, I knew about the Lance Armstrong, you know, the whole scandal and what happened. But, but didn't I didn't know who the fuck. It. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know who yeah. did. I didn't know who the guy was that caught him. And then the UFC hired him, uh, hired uh, Jeff Nowinski. And they were like, Jeff Nowinski caught Lance Armstrong. And I'm like, oh, okay. Now it's all starting to make sense to me a little bit. Do you think, yeah, do you think they should be allowed to take some things? Like uh, I think it would be like fun to. I think the champion should not. I think if you're like a legitimate contender and you're a champion, you should not. But I think if it's agreed upon between two different opponents, like, yo, you do something, I can do something. But like as long as it's... We both agree upon the amount or the the specific uh, no type, bar. yeah, kind of a thing. <laughs> like I would love to have seen um, like a Vitor Belfort take a few more fights on HGH. You know what I mean? Like that would I be think great. He's, he's going to Bellator, is what I heard. That's what, that's what I'm saying. And you know what that means, right? The no return USADA, of sir. TRT there's Tour, no, sir. There's no USADA. He's coming back jacked up. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know how fuck extensive. I don't know how extensive Bellator's testing is because I mean we've seen I can't imagine we've seen Tito extensive. and Chell and those guys they're not yeah. they're not crazy you know they're not but dude the Chell son and uh, on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast he admitted to uh, the last time he tested positive on the, uh, at the for the UFC the reason mm-hmm. why he retired was because in his contract he knew if I retire I don't have to face the same consequences that I would if I stayed active as a professional fighter technicalities so, technicalities man it's all it's all dude devils in the details man hey, that fine print. He that fine it. print, he did, dude. He did, and that, and, and the thing yeah. is, no fighter he's fought since then can re- like everybody else you see. Like Nate might have gone for Connor, you know, mm-hmm. or you, do, you might do steroids or like like Jake Shields. Yeah. Everybody will always hit those little buttons, but yeah, nobody sure. goes after that with Chell because Chell owns it. He's like, I did, hey, I did yeah. things in my career. They got me to certain places. Yeah, I'm not proud of them, but I did them. 
Yep, but yep, I mean, yep. I'm proud of the accomplishments I got from it. Yep, yep, and yep. I, mean, I, I know where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. And hey, you know, he's he's getting back in his groove. Dude, dude, Chelsea just had a fight against Vanderlei Silva. Did you see that? I did. And it was it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> it was a boring fight. It was a boring mean? fight, but I'm glad to see Chell get away. I like Chell. I do like Chell. I, I like yeah. I like Everybody hates him because he's his his trash talk is so WWE. Yeah, yeah it's so like he but he, dude, he, he set the blueprint it. He, though. He comes, he comes with it. He set the blueprint. But like, he does it so perfect. Yeah. If he wanted to go to WWE, he, oh, he it's he'd probably be, like he'd plan C for him. He'd be a star because he has the, the talking down mm-hmm. in that format. Mm-hmm. You know, because like Connor talks, Connor talks naturally. Yeah, he just. He's the way I mean, he does a little, a little bit of, I think a lot of research here and there, you know. But like to hit little certain you know buttons and get them pissed off. Yeah. It's just off the top of the head, yeah, most yeah. of it. Chels is, is orchestrated. Oh, for sure. And watching sure. him and Tito go at it, it's for sure. so funny. It is funny. Because like, Tito's not that. He's not very clever. He doesn't have anything Tito is out. the worst he, trash talker. Which I am so surprised Tito even beat Chels on dude. worst trash mm-hmm. uh, You know what? I was surprised. I'm going to be honest with you. I was very surprised. I was very surprised. Yeah. I did and, not and see you that know, and, when, and when Chels said that he thought Tito tapped, I think Tito tapped. I almost think Tito. I'm gonna have to watch that fight yeah. after the after this for, podcast for, here. Bring it I don't up remember. later. Man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I rewatched it like a week or so ago, okay. and I remember Chell talking about it. It hasn't been a big uh, a focal point after the fight, after like that day. But because Chell just doesn't care about it, you yeah. know, whatever. I, I own. He owns. He owns everything. He mm-hmm. he lose, on his losses. He owns it all. And he's you know I I did I was the shittiest guy in, the, in Bellas. I was the shittiest fighter in Bellas that day because mm-hmm. Tito's the worst fighter. I know Tito's the worst fighter, but he beat me. So today I'm the worst fighter. That's and funny, he owns man. it. So. Yeah, yeah. But I, I I think Tito there was there was a hand wave there was mm-hmm. a tap that I, I would have to watch if, again. I, if I was a ref I'm mm-hmm. I might have considered you know hopping in there yeah I'm do I'm gonna have to watch that again because I, I don't remember exactly but how that, that was went also down. a horrible fight it was a horrible fight dude he just got caught in that uh, was it the arm triangle right and then that's it, all she wrote yeah they, like, they, Tito's it, a strong and, and man it was a, he's a was, fucking gorilla yeah it was a weird angle it, yeah the, 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 I think the choke was in there for sure but yeah it was just a weird angle man like a weird angle. Uh, Tito Ortiz is a fucking gorilla, so you know if he, he if he gets a hold of your neck and he gets that dominant position and he puts his hands together, Ryan Bader. Ryan Bader got choked Ryan out. Ryan champion, sir. Yeah, he's a champion in Bellator. Ryan Bader's a champion I'd like now. to see a rematch, Tito Ortiz against Ryan Bader. I was I'm always sure kinda, Ryan Bader would like to fucking eliminate that last loss against Tito. I was always uh, kind of sad on Ryan Bader because he came out like just a bat out of hell, uh-huh. knocking everybody out, Overhead doing his right, thing, yeah. and then kind of just... Plateaued, yeah, and got beat by some guys. I don't yeah. think he should have lost to. I think he just would have focused yeah. a little more on doing certain things. Yeah, I can see that. He could have been. He impressed me when he, he beat. He um, never at the top of the UFC. Mm-hmm. He impre- he impressed me when he beat. Uh, what was it Rashad Evans? Yeah, he impressed me when he beat Rashad. Uh, but really, where I okay, so when I really noticed that Ryan Bader was like a legitimate fighter um, was early on was his win against. Um, Who'd he beat? Uh, he beat the Nogueira guy, uh, uh, the the younger or the the two hundred five Nogueira brother. He beat the crap out of Mark Hamill or um, the deaf guy. Uh, Is it Mark Hamill? I, I think it's Matt Hamill. Matt Hamill. Matt yeah. Hamill. Yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt the Hammer Hamill. Stomped through him. Yeah, and, he beat and the that was when, That's when Matt was up there. I'm thinking of um, dude, Quentin Rampage Jackson. I don't know why I could not think of his fucking name. Quentin Rampage Jackson when they fought in Japan. I, that's where I was like, okay, mm. Ryan Bader, legitimate, is a fucking... Because, dude, Rampage is not an easy win. No, and that was Rampage's like, return to Japan. That's and, what... And he was that, like, and he was a king in Japan. Dude, he was pride. like, dude, I'm coming in here and I'm going to fuck this dude up. Like, yeah, he was coming in like, I'm going to make a statement. I want to get the 
get my old fight, you know, my, my that old fucking, I don't know, like those glory days back, you know? Yeah, what I mean? Rampage kind of. Ryan Bader, dude, like, he just out wrestled him. Yeah, that, that him was up. his return home, and yeah. the Japanese loved mm-hmm. Rampage. Dude, uh, do you think it's fair to say that Ryan Bader would have been a champion if John Jones didn't exist? Possibly, yeah. John right. Jones changed everybody's career, indir- Everybody. even indirectly. Uh huh. Like even if you didn't fight, like didn't fight him or didn't go mm-hmm. out, like he changed your career because yeah, for sure he put a new level to get yes, to. Yes, he and did, like, man. And yes, you just, he did. You, most people just can't get to that level. Yeah, like I don't. It's I don't a think, natural thing. I don't think Daniel Cormier would be as great as he is now if there wasn't a John Jones. You know, if there wasn't a John Jones, Daniel Cormier would still be undefeated. He still, you think so? Oh, of course. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. The well, Ryan Bader so, fight well, would be well, interesting. Well, loss. I, yeah, for sure. I, I, uh, I'd I, like to see Daniel and Ryan Bader get down. I think that'd be a good fight. I'm not saying Ryan can beat him, but I think Ryan can give yeah. him some problems. Because I don't think uh, – I don't. I really don't think DC can take down Bader as easily as he's able to. Are you with Olympic, Olympic wrestling? I don't know, man. I just I just think – I think Bader is just – he's such a str- – like, Phil Davis couldn't take him down. Like, Phil Davis That's looked true. like he was struggling against Bader. And I'm not saying Phil Davis is on the same caliber as Daniel Cormier, but he's a longer, stronger guy. You he's know very I mean? talented. He's very, very, very Mr. talented. Mr. Wonderful, dude. Like, yeah. that guy's – he wrestled for Penn State. Yeah, he was in the like, UFC. Yeah, yeah, dude, he's fucking killing it, dude. He's been so, killing the Bellator, too. Yeah, until fucking Ryan Bader went over Bader there. Yeah. Like, Darth Bader. Suck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking that bro mindset, dude. Just fucking beat him up, man. But yeah, so I think I think right now, honestly, this, this is my, my picture. I think that the top three guys, if Jones was out of the picture, two of them are in the UFC right now. One of which being Alexander Gustafson. Mm-hmm. The second one being Daniel Cormier. Oh, the first one, I should say. And then the, that third guy would have been Ryan Bader. I really think so. Because I think Bader would beat Jimmy Manua. I, J- Jimmy Manua is a fucking solid contender. And he cracks, man. He can knock guys out. But he just beat fucking... What's his face? Um, um, help me out here. Uh, God damn it, Derek. Anthony something. Oh, my goodness. It's killing me. Because I know you and I both too. know this fucking name. <laughs> oh, I'm going to find it right Jimmy, now. Jimmy just... He beat... Um, uh, it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. But yeah, dude, he just beat that dude. And it's like, who was that guy? Was he even top 10? He was top 10. Yeah, he was top 10. He was top, he 10. Was top 10. And it was an impressive, it was, a, it was an impressive, I can't remember the guy's name, but it, I know, I remember the performance. It was a, an impressive stand-up performance. It was a, he TKO'd him right on the cage. Mm-hmm. And, but I, left you, hook, dude. It, Jimmy the is just, walked into it. but Jimmy, Jimmy is not on the level of DC and them. Like DC, he reminds me, he's just, just like this old guy, just kind of doing, he, he kind of just kind of, like, he barely makes weight now, so that's yeah. a thing. You see Dude, Derek, that, that last fight where he was pushing on the towel, that you, was you fucking. you see Derek Brunson come in and weigh in in his last fight and push on the towel? Uh, no, I missed it. Not Derek, is it Derek Brunson? No, uh, Derek Lewis, Derek Lewis. No, I missed it. He came in on his way in and just kind of was just like, was oh. just... Was just talking trash, just wait, like pushing on the towel for oh, no really? reason. They, hey, hey, he had a short on and everything. Was just like that's again, fucking funny, fun. dude. Well, yeah. yeah, man, like that's. Uh, I think I think without John Jones, Gustafson might be a champion. Mm, I can see that. I think I think if a DC Gustafson rematch happens, which I think it might, if uh-huh. uh, it will, to my it opinion, should. win it should. when John Jones beats DC again. Because we'll I talk think, about that. I think that's gonna that's gonna, gonna be a big thing. Um, I think you see a Gustafson. And DC rematch for who fights John Jones next? Because I don't, I don't want to see John Jones go to heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, yet. 
I did not for not sure. He's got, he's, got, he's got a few more people to get through before that. Be over but uh, it was Corey Anderson. Jimmy Manua against Corey Anderson. And on that note, I'm going to use the restroom really quick, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, I'm here. Hearing real quick. Yeah, Corey Anderson. Corey Anderson was a good stand-up fighter. Um, I remember when everybody was talking trash behind that fight. You know, Or DC was like, you know, oh, man, you just you just beat Corey Anderson. Like, let's calm down. Let's get you a few more fights in there and, and all that. But uh, light heavyweight is... It's it's interesting division. I think we I think we I'd definitely see the DC Gustafson rematch. Um, depending on what DC does, if he wins or loses. If he loses, I definitely see him maybe going up to heavyweight. But that also depends on what Kane wants to do because I don't think DC and Kane are ever going to fight in the same division because they're such they're just such good friends. So it's uh we'll see. This is time will tell what happens in the heavy, heavyweight division. Never know what's gonna happen. Uh, Gustafson though is definitely on his a trek to get there. Back to the he wants a title. He wants another title shot for sure. You think so? Oh, Gustafson, he's he, oh he for sure wants a title. He wants to bring that title back to Sweden. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm actually really quick. I'm so so ashamed of myself. Drank too much coffee this morning. That was the first time I've ever <laughs> ever actually had to use a restroom uh, during a podcast. Well, maybe not the first time, but. We'll be the last time, man. I'm going to be playing that shit out better. the first. Yeah, right? So, uh, yeah, but uh, Corey Anderson, uh, do I think Corey Anderson was uh, the opponent that would put Jimmy Manua on the map as far as no. next in line for a title shot? No. Cause no, I do not. If you look at it, there's not on any given day of the week right now in Corey Anderson's life, could he beat DC? Yeah. Not going to happen. No way. Because sometimes people see DC as this older, slow, slower kind of guy, you know, because he is a heavyweight. Fighting in 205. Yeah, see that? He's so short, though. I mean, in standards of, like, heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's not that tall of a guy. He's, like, 5'11". But, but he's, I mean, he, he was undefeated at heavyweight. Don't forget that. He was, most, most of his career was at heavyweight. Yeah. You know, and... But the, I, the, the people that he beat in the heavyweight division weren't... It wasn't well, like the Overeems or the Stipe's yeah. or the fucking... And none of them had He beat uh, Big Country Roy Nelson. He beat... Uh, What's-his-face? Uh, Frank Mir... You know, like that's in the U. Frank Mir. It was an older Frank Mir. Older Frank Mir. If it was a, the Frank Mir that fought, I don't know. Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar hey. the first time. <laughs> that would that was a different Frank Mir, man. Yeah, that was Frank Mir. That was a, prime, pretty much. That's yeah. that was the end of Frank Mir almost. Yeah, and that rematch. Whatever, whatever prime Frank Mir had in the rematch against Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar beat the sh- beat it out of him. Just beat it out of him. But yeah, dude. So it's gonna be a good fight, man. But like, uh, we'll definitely talk about the Jones versus uh, DC. Um, I plan on having a separate podcast on that on that oh, particular topic too. Uh, yeah. But uh, let's go to the uh, co-main event. Yeah, good shit. Uh, Robert Whitaker, Whitaker against Will Romero. What do you think? About, what do you think about Whitaker? He's because he He's lost a fight. Because he lost a fight a few fights ago. The last fight that I can think of that he lost was against Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Yeah, TKO'd in the second round or the first round. He's but a been on the trick. I, I didn't think he was going to be Jacare. I didn't think so either. I think from his last fight up to Jacare, he definitely improved. A lot and yeah. and, and Jacare let him show a lot more of his skills. Yeah. So that was a surprising win for me. And Jacare, man, was I said that's the top guy to beat. He's a he's a very skilled fighter. So mm-hmm. Whitaker definitely surprised me on that. And Whitaker is a he's a he's an early round fighter. Like a lot of his finishes are first, second round TKOs. He's a very he's a pretty he's a very good striker actually. He's very good head kicks. So I'm looking to I'm looking to see like the where. His head kicks come in with Romero's takedowns because he's very good on timing those. He's 
And we, we'll see who has the gas tank. We uh, Robert Whitaker is always known for his cardio, and we don't. And we all know, you know, Romero and Towelgate. So we'll see. It's yeah. a very interesting dynamic on this fight, and you know, Robert Whitaker. Fun fact: has the best takedown defense in UFC history. Whitaker does in that division, not just of active fighters. But in UFC history, he has over a 90% takedown defense rate. But I think Romero's Olympic I thought, I thought Chad Mendez had the best record. Nope. Really? I think his is 90, and Whitaker is like 91, 92. He's in, 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 in different divisions also. Shit. Different divisions yeah, also. Yeah, different divisions. But dude, still, he went against Jacare in his last fight. Jacare couldn't get him down. Nope. He yeah, tried. he's. Oh my God, was he trying? He 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 has a good he has a good square base. He keeps his base very square, and it, which also helps him with those head he's kicks. He's only like twenty five or twenty four. Young like guy, that. he's Australian, mm-hmm. and this is a guy that Dana White was saying you know years ago like this this guy does what he needs to do. If he if he focuses and sacrifices what he has to sacrifice, he'll be a champion. Mm. And well, dude, he's he's one fight away from he, getting and, that title shot. I think uh, I mean I mean I think the definitely getting the Jacare fight was. Uh, a testament to being Dana White's, you know, pick. Dana White wants him to be the guy. Dana White wants to be able to market him. You can you can definitely market around an Australian champion and, and all of that. So it's going to be to me interesting because I want to see if Romero's going to feel threatened and go in and really just take him down mm-hmm. and see if he can get him down. Yeah. And, and you know how well the striking goes. Dude, it's going to be a good because fight, man. I, dude, I, here's the thing, like, Romero, okay, so he fought, okay, so would you at least agree that the toughest fight in the middleweight division outside of, oh, I can't even, I, I hate to say this, but I don't consider Michael Bisbing as the toughest fight, um, but the person that he beat to get the title, would you not agree that Luke Rockhold is probably the toughest fight in that entire division? Like, a focused, not taking somebody lightly, Luke Rockhold. Besides Romero, yes. Yes, right. Athletic, okay. but athletically, just and six foot four, six foot three, whatever, yeah, however tall he is. Size, he's huge in those kicks, man. Kicks, dude, and he's southpaw, so like that, that his power kick is to your liver. Like yeah. that, that's where that kick's landing. You know what I mean? Like every time. So, my thing is, is that Romero is taking a huge gamble on fighting Whitaker, and it. I honestly think Romero should have been awarded the title shot a long time ago. Yeah, I think I think this should be Romero's es- title shot. Especially after dude, when, he, when he knocked out Machida, I was like, okay, he's going to get the title shot next. And then they gave him one more opponent, and he stopped that guy. And then they gave him Weidman, and then he stopped Weidman. And I'm like, okay, for sure Michael Bisbing is going to end up fighting Romero, and then now he's fighting Robert Whitaker. Yeah, I think I, think, I almost think it's like a slap in the face, man. Like it's a little fucked. It's up. almost a slap in the face to Romero. For sure, but I, I think that that's a testament to Dana White's favoritism over Whitaker. He likes yeah, him a lot. He does, dude. and I think he's you know he's he's trying to push him to be a uh-huh. to get that title if he well, wants. Well, dude, he also do he doesn't have that broken English issue. You know, he's he's a young, handsome kid. You can probably get 40. a lot more out of him. Romero's fucking damn near. Is he forty? He or is, is he... forty. Romero is forty years old now. Romero is. So, he's the anomaly, man. He's that guy yeah. that in 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 uh, fucking Mother Nature. Superman. As she was making every human being, she fucking looked away for a second, and then Romero was born. Because it doesn't make sense. Like, at 40 years old, still competing at the level that he's competing at, and being able to, 
Shredded. At 40. Shredded. Like, I don't think his body even holds on to fat. No. He's just, I don't think he is just, he's not built that way. He's a superhuman athlete. He is, he's that fucking crazy, just, he's the anomaly, dude. And he's got that Cuban fucking thick accent, you know what I mean? Which I kind of dig. <laughs> I, I, I dig. Like, when I look at him, I'm like, dude, like, this guy, he looks Don't forget Brazilian. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget Jesus. I love you. <laughs> I love you, Michael Bisping. <laughs> He's a trip. I, wanna, yeah, I, wanna, I actually want to see that fight. I like to see that fight. I, I, I want to see Romero and Bisping. See I want to see winning that fight, though, man. I think a I, younger Bisping would win it easier. But yeah. Bisping, man, he's just a. He's, you can't count him out of anything. You can't do, especially not after and when he, he, and when he came out, out and just was like, you know what? Like he knocked Fuck out Rockle. I'm coming he knocked in. him out. Oh yeah, first on round. Two week notice. First round. It was a week notice. Two weeks. It was 17 days. So just over two weeks. But he was filming a triple X movie. Yeah. He was hanging so, out know, with Vin Diesel. Eating gets food, the call, drinking, you and he goes on a six mile run because he's fighting for the title in 17 days. Yeah. That's that's a lot of scrambling around. You're in Canada. You have to get back to the states to where he's transferred yeah. because time zone is completely in LA. different. So you know, jet yeah. lag. Jet lag was an issue. Yeah. You know it was. Like they're what they're a day ahead of us, right? Uh, not quite. I don't think it's quite a day, but it's a good twelve hours probably. Twelve hours, sure like it's that. all the way across the country and Jesus up. Jesus Christ! Yeah, you know, well, so. so more than six hours ahead of us. Yeah, and you have to do That's that. That's a crazy time. You gotta get your team together. You uh-huh. gotta, you gotta instantly call your coaches. Uh-huh. You gotta call everybody. You know, Dude, they're on the southern hemisphere. The fucking the toilet flushes the opposite way down there. Like that fucking. That's a huge difference, so, man. I mean, you gotta go from Canada to LA. Uh huh. Because Bisping lives in LA and he uh-huh. trains here now. And because he has, uh, or is it, is it LA? Yeah, he lives. It's all, uh, yeah. it's all well, he's LA. always at the Fox Studio. So yeah, it's all in LA. Him. And Cyborg was there the other day. Okay. We saw Cyborg fight, uh, sparring the Olympic, uh, the Olympic boxer. You see oh, that video? Oh, yeah. yeah. What's her name, dude? I, uh, I do. Chelsea, I watched that video. Chelsea something. Dude, she actually Chelsea looks pretty good. Or something. Yeah, she, she was. Good. But here's the thing. Like, a, everybody kept saying, oh, it's surprising that an MMA fighter can hang with a professional boxer. It's like, yeah, we watched a 30 second video of their sparring match. Let me watch the entire match because mm-hmm. I'm almost for certain that the other girl was doing more, was doing a lot better than what we saw in that little 30 second video. Like, yeah, I'm I, mean, I mean, she was doing a lot better than Cyborg, even in the video. But Cyborg was she kept landing, she kept landing that but, straight. And they were going right, pretty hard. Man. Straight they, they, right, she kept landing yeah. on Cyborg. It was like one two, fake fake jab one two, and like at that straight right was landing on the chin every fucking time. Yeah, I'm interested. It's interesting. That I think that that video was put out there just to kind of give comparison for the Connor fight. Oh, dude, so. everything's focused on that Connor fight, which we'll we'll talk about here in a little bit. It's crazy. But uh, yeah, so uh, dude, Romero, man, like, do you think uh, do you think uh, Whitaker's gonna be able to keep that 91 percent takedown defense? No, I, I don't. I don't think. I think Romero's gonna take. I him think down. he's gonna take him down at will. Dude. I think he's gonna prove a point. I think honestly, I think Romero's gonna go in there and try his best to put him away in the first round. Do I think, I think that's so gonna too. happen? I, think I don't think he's gonna put him away in the first t- in I the think, first round. I think because of the the forty thing. I, the thing is, he if doesn't he, have if time, he, dude. Like, why waste your time? If you can't get him down, I think Romero Romero is the only one with any kind of cardio issue. If that's because Romero, that's always been been his biggest uh, downfall. If he wrestles early, he'll get he gets gassed out. Yeah, you know we, we have we have Stoolgate. Can't forget about Stoolgate. You know, Let's not forget about that. And I mean, he, even though he finished. He finished the Tim Kennedy fight very well. But he well. almost got finished right before that happened. Yeah, he almost got finished right before that. And he sat on that stool for a while. Oh, uh, fucking at least 30 <laughs> seconds longer than he needed to. So we'll see. I, I think I think he'll try to stand with him and then try and then take him down. But I think I think he's just trying to prove a point yeah. with the takedown. Like, yeah. I get it, I'm 40, but uh-huh. check You're it 40. out. Hey, check out this double leg. But a fucking scary hey, 40. Yeah, check out this <laughs> power double leg. Dude, dude, man, he's he's going he's gonna to do the power double leg takedown. I think he's gonna hold him down. He's gonna do as much damage to to Whitaker on the ground as he can. 
And uh, I don't. He's gonna try. I believe that he's gonna try his best to finish him in the first round. But he's gonna find that it's not as easy to put away Mr. Whitaker that early. I think Whitaker is gonna hang in there, maybe lose a three round. But if it does finish, I see it ending in the second, where where Romero still mm-hmm. has that explosion in the third round. If it gets to the third round, I think Romero will do just enough to win that round, mm-hmm. but not actually put him away. That's what the takedowns. Yeah, come. exactly. Yeah, that's what but the first the two rounds, he's gonna have just enough in the gas tank to where if he gets that dominant position, he can start fucking you know hitting him, going for a submission, just really putting in that damage. But um, I see the end of the fight with uh, Romero saying, I'm sorry, Robert. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and that fucking broke but I had to do it, man. <laughs> Michael Bisping. <laughs> no legs. I'm coming for you. Yeah, uh, dude, I, I see uh, Romero winning, man. I do. He's just, I see Blanca. I'm going to start calling him Blanca. Blanca. From now on. Blanca. I think I have. He's coming out, dude. I coming de- out I of that Cuban jungle. Romero in this fight. You got to think, Romero. With with his with his Olympic wrestling, he's never scared to stand up with anybody. With yeah. Machi- he he hung he in there. Stood Machida, with, did he with took Machida. him down? But one time he took him down, he finished yeah. him. Well, that's what, that's what he, that's what I'm saying. He, he challenged himself yeah. against a high level striker. Would you say Machida's a better striker than Whitaker though? Oh yeah, but I think, think so. like he's I, technically okay. better, technically, but he doesn't yes. have the power that Whitaker Machida, has. Machida when Romero when I mean Machida when you know was when Romero beat him at. Machida was way better than he is now. He was actually, I think Machida was winning the fight uh, up until I, like I in the first that fight in a while. But yeah, the, the first round, Machida won the fight in my opinion because he was landing that because he's also a southpaw. Mm-hmm. He was landing that body kick. The second round is where you kind of see Romero getting closing the gap a little bit, just a little bit. But okay, so it's really hard to judge Romero. In my opinion, it's really hard to judge Romero in the stand-up game. Not saying that he doesn't have the skill set. But he's just so relaxed, man. Like he kind of has like this demeanor. I think because he knows he's not, he he can't be taken down. I think you think that's what it is. I think he uses that rest that that superhuman wrestling base as uh-huh. just I'm gonna come in here and, and hang because yeah. I know you. That's can, a good if, point. You're, you're not gonna if you if you're not gonna take me down. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna try, it's even it's dumb on your part. Yeah. I'm obviously better on the ground. I'm you fun. saw how fast yeah, he dude. took the back. You know. Oh, on, dude, on Weidman, on, uh, man. He, dude, he, he like spun, spun all the way around, and then and that also just showed. Back on back to show the size comparison Dude. to those two. Uh, Weidman, one time quick. Weidman took him down, Romero got right back up. Wasted no fucking time. And then that knee. The knee from... From Satan. Satan himself <laughs> <laughs> said... Just brought it through yeah. the octagon. Yeah, right? Straight from in. From Satan with love. Like, that was just fucking... But, yeah, when he, when he got on Tim monsters. Kennedy and just... He moves so fast, and that's the thing. That's the thing that doesn't make and, you know, sense. His brother, his brother is a man. boxer. His brother is a, a high level boxer. Romero. Who Romero's yeah, brother? Yeah, Romero. His, his brother is a high level Cuban boxer. Look so he man. has you know that in his family. Mm-hmm. He has that in his in his kitchen. You know, yeah. he can just call upon and. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I don't know if they train together. But I'm pretty sure they got to train together. Sure, they, I'm sure. I mean, they're, brothers. Yeah, they're brothers. They're brothers. They're both, exactly. They're both fighters, so yeah. they have to train to each other. And I, and Romero's dude, that, standing that's is a not family bad. of like Romero fucking racehorses, man. Like that's a family of like, I yo, think, dude. Any woman out there, if you get knocked up by either one of those men, you're probably gonna have a D1 athlete. It's an 18 year investment. Yeah, but yeah. You're gonna have a new house. You're gonna have a new house. You're gonna have some new cars. You're gonna have a fucking uh, son or a daughter that's just gonna be a monster in whatever they do. And as far as like any competitive sport, that's fucking crazy, man. I didn't know there his is. brother was a boxer. Juan Pablo Hernandez. He uh, he competed in 2014. He's a Cuban German boxer. I didn't oh, okay. know he was German at all. So six, probably the same six, mother. 6'4", 200, just... 6'4", 200 pounds. 
You're talking about a man that would fucking back I in the olden days, he'd go out there and conquer villages, dude, and like take over. <laughs> like, that's a Spartan. That's a fucking Spartan. That's what, what Romero looks like. Romero yeah. looks like a Cuban Spartan. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. Oh, he <laughs> does, right? Even a, a helmet and yeah. a, a shield. That's all he needs: shield and a Come sword on, and a fucking uh, broken English speech, <laughs> and you got yourself a fucking um, uh, a Spartan warrior, man. So yeah. I- I have I have Romero, I have Romero in this fight. I want to see I want to see him win. I'm rooting for Romero in this fight. I want to see him win the title. I want to see him get that cool. belt around his waist. Yeah. Even uh, you know, I, if he wins the title, will he be the oldest uh, uh, champion champion ever? I know Randy Couture had the title. Yeah, I think Randy Couture was for, in his forties for so sure. So you think he was a little bit older, right? Yeah. And uh, who, we'll who else? Uh, there's another uh, an old guy. Dude, first off, even if let's just say hypothetically speaking, Randy Couture is to date the oldest uh, champion. And Romero beats him. I'm still gonna hold Randy Couture over Romero, as far as like a, Captain America, dude. Yeah, but like if you, you have, if you could see Randy with the belt and Romero fighting him as Romero now. That'd be a one hell of a fight. That'd be a hell of a fight. Who do you think would win against Romero and DC, considering they're both like high caliber wrestlers? That's actually a pretty good. That'd be that's a good a fight. Good question. Yeah, could do because like Romero used DC to fight size. at 205. DC has size though. Uh huh. He is the head. DC walks around around 230 and cuts down. So I don't. I mean, I don't know what Romero walks around at. Yeah. So I mean, he he has fought at two hundred five and definitely could. There, he's for sure huge. Um, I don't know, man. I, that's a good. Uh, that's two Olympic wrestlers in the same cage. Yeah, dude. That that would be a very interesting battle. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think any of that would ever go to the ground either. Mm-hmm. It would be a stand up fight the whole time. And maybe one might take down the other to prove a point, kind of like John Jones came to DC Randy and was Torch like, got him beat this. by a minute. <laughs> He's got him beat by a long minute. How was 46? He was 45. Ooh. 45 in four months. Won the champion against Tim Sylvia. That's crazy, dude. Wow. Big Tim Sylvia. That's big a, old that Tim was a big old Tim Sylvia. Tim the Maniac I Sylvia. I forgot yeah. about Tim Sylvia being in. Dude, yeah, around. man. Actually, I talked about him a little bit in the last podcast because I, I was I remember watching that fight live. Like I was I wasn't there at the arena, but I was watching it live with uh, with oddly enough uh, the the youth program I was involved with at church. We all were huge MMA fans. Like all of us, odd. No. odd. It's a little bit because like we all were like in a sport that involved two men Violent. beating each other Violently. practically to death. Yeah, you know, it's it's like a simulated death match. You know what I mean? It's really what it is. And we all would get together like a huge church program. We'd get together and order the fight, and we'd all pitch in. Crazy, I know. We all pitch in, and we all we pick somebody's house, and then it got to the point where I was one of the few that was actually in jujitsu at the time. And uh, I would I this this is when I actually went out and bought my own mats. Mm-hmm. So we would watch the fight. We no nobody drank. That's the one thing we didn't do. We didn't drink. Ooh, but we watched. Can't, yeah, you can't, you can't right? drink. Yeah, that, no, come on. Yeah, just beat the shit out. Yeah, of each you other. can watch two men beat each other to a fucking bloody pulp, but you can't drink alcohol because that's that's Satan. That's hey, Satan shit right there. You can't sin yeah, while you're right? sinning. Okay, but buddy, were we drinking Coca Cola? So we're all hyped up on caffeine and sugar. I after the fight I bring out the mats and we'd have fucking matches in the living room man like that's a that's, that's, a, that's a true story right there but yeah so um uh, uh Romero what was I gonna say Radicatura Romero so yeah Romero 45. actually fought at two at uh, at light heavyweight up until he fought um he lost a fight against the guy that Dan Henderson knocked out in strike force to win the title. Everybody, um, <laughs> I know right uh, Rafael Cavacante or something like that Rafael Cavacante Rafael. Uh, is, am I saying his name right? I'm gonna look that up. But yeah, so he fought him. That's his his last loss was against that guy at 205. And if you actually, I watched the fight maybe like six months ago. And if you watch it, you can actually see that Rafael was just such a bigger man 
that he actually was able to to keep the fight standing mm-hmm. and just outstrike him. He just I think he actually finished the fight against Romero. Was it a, was it a size difference? It was a, it was a size. It thing? was a bit of a size difference, and then that that's when you see Romero go to one eighty five, and then that's all she wrote. It was just Romero. I'm curious now what fucking she, killing everybody. How much she cuts? Yeah, right. Ah, oh, dude, I wonder. I, if you had a guess, ballpark, how much would you think? I'd say he cuts. Let's see, one eighty five. I say he cuts thirty pounds. Thirty pounds. I could probably see that. He yeah, two ten. Rafael Cavacante. He lost by TKO. I remember that. Uh, second round. That was his first and only loss, dude. And he went to one eighty five. Right afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Hmm. Right afterwards, and that was it, dude. That's all she wrote. All she wrote, man. That's but I remember fight. that. I remember watching that fight live, and I was like, dude, this guy, Yoel Romero, silver medalist in the Olympics, and then Rafael just went out there and beat the fuck out of him. That's why when Dan Henderson went to fight Rafael, who was the champion at the time, everyone was just counting Hendo out, which they always oh, do. Oh, yeah, because... They always do. They're well, like, he just beat Romero, yeah, and uh, Romero is an actual silver medalist in the Olympics, mm. and he yeah. fucking couldn't do anything. And, and Henderson and was Hendo. an alternate in the Olympics. Not even a, a... He didn't even place. He was just an alternate. Yeah. In case the main guy got hurt, we have plan B. And then they forgot... About the H bomb because that fight did oh, not hit the mat. Calvary. Yeah. yeah, the only time kick. that yeah the only time that fight hit the mat was when the H bomb oh, yeah. landed he, and Rafael got knocked he, the he, fuck he out. He brought the thing with a military caravan. He hit him so hard that <sighs> Rafael did a one eighty. He literally spun him around, landed on his face, which was followed up by Hendo with a little bit of ground and pound, and then that was all of a sudden you have a fucking champion. Another Captain I, America, dude. Yeah, that man. guy's a fucking. He's a man, dude. He's Still, a man. He could, I'm glad he quit. When I'm glad he quit. Yeah, dude. He, oh, I'm glad man. he quit. I, honestly, he, I think he won that fight against Bisping. Nah. I, you don't think so? No. I, think I, he won, I had Bisping. Yeah, every yeah. when I was watching it, yeah, everybody around me was so mad when Bisping won, and I was just like, "Look, man!" Like well, the, he won. I think he won the first three rounds. Well, the third round. I think he just he won can, on points. He got the points. I mean, the first two rounds, can you argue against Hendo winning those first two rounds? No, no, you can't. You can't especially right? when he's landing that big, that big H bomb. Okay, so the first two rounds for sure, ten nine Hendo. Maybe a ten eight in that first round when he fucking dropped him. Maybe. Depending Maybe. On who I, know, I know. I Depending know. On who the, yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's hard. It is. It's dude. hard because it's a hard. A warrior, it's a hard man. one to sell. Yeah, Bisping, he is. And there's and one thing he's good at. That's fucking fighting. Yeah, you got Bisping, he got he got knocked out in the Anderson Silva fight. He got knocked out at that bell with that flying knee. And, and came back and fought two and, rounds. Uh, man, I still have people coming to me talking about that Silva won that fight, but I just he got outboxed. Bisping outboxed. I see. You know what? I, I think it's a closer gap uh, between the, the Hendo and Bisping mm-hmm. than the Anderson and Bisping. And you can't count that knee. You can't count the knee. It was. It was. Yeah, dude. The judges. You can't. You, it was after the bell. You, you, what, what, after the bell. What's after your the mouthpiece. What's your argument on that? Because of mouthpiece? Yeah, he was. I mean, he, I mean, Louis dropped mouthpiece. Bisping was talking about like, "Hey, I dropped." I'm looking at the ref. Do you think? Do you think he spit it out on purpose though to get that break? Mm, I don't think so. I don't think he was losing the fight that at all. Really, okay. at that point, it was that was a good fight. I think I think Bisping's where he should be. Okay. I think he's rightfully got there. Well, dude, he got and, there. You can't take that away. from and him. And he has he has his names on his resume. Yeah, yeah. Regardless See, of what happened, they're on his yeah, resume. That's true. And he did and win then, those fights. Here's the thing. Uh, the Anderson Silva fight and the Hendo fight; those are two fights that kind of people would like to argue either for, for either side. But the fight against Rockhold, you can't argue that because he no, knocked he, him out. He put him away. He put him away. That's it. You can't argue that. You just can't. 
And, but dude, I don't know. And then and then gave him the big F you. Yeah. Off the top of the cage. You remember that? He says, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. That's, that's legendary. That's, that's fucking crazy, dude. I kind of want to see a rematch. I, I hope Rock Hole gets his shit together. and Because I, I want to see a rematch. I want to see a rematch. I think you will. I think this will be a trilogy. I think there will Why be not? a trilogy. Yeah. And if... I, do you think if Romero wins this fight, he beats Bisping? I think you, you think he beats Bisping? Yeah. He does, yeah. I, I think it'll put too much damage on Bisping early on. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not saying Bisping can't take it, but at this stage of his career, I think Bisping has... A handful of fights left in him. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. For sure. Right. So yeah, I, I think yeah, yeah, a fight against Romero, that's a lot of damage early on. You know he's not taking him down. He can outstrike him. Uh, what yeah. I don't want. What I. What I think is gonna. What I kind of see happening is what at least what Dana White's trying to do is he's trying to get. Uh, I think you're right about one thing. I think for sure you're right about the Robert Whitaker. About how uh, Dana is like, listen, this kid is going to be a champion. I'm going to do everything I can to put him in the right situation against the right fight to get him to that point. If Whitaker fights Bisbing, I see Whitaker winning in a striking match. Just because he's younger, a little bit more yeah, explosive. It's, it's, yeah, you know, for, yeah, I think uh, the age is going to be a factor. Yeah, the age, age is going to be a factor. I think, uh, I think it'll go all five rounds. That would be because they, they, they both have cardio. Mm-hmm. They both can go all five yep, yep, rounds yep. all day long. Yep, yep, yep. I think that would be a good fight. It'd be a really think... good fight. But I don't think Romero is going to lose this fight. So I see Romero beating Whitaker. Uh, I really think the fight's going to get stopped in the second round. I think he's just going to put too much damage on uh, Whitaker. But I will say one thing. And then, and then Romero's going to go on to fight Bisbing to win, to win the title. But I will say one thing. If I'm right, the guy that Robert Whitaker fights after Romero is going to get his ass beat because... Oh, yeah. He's pissed off. He's pissed the fuck off. He's pissed off. Even if he fights Rockhold, I still think he's going to put a fucking ass I think ass he beats Rockhold. Him. You think he beats Rockhold? I think Whitaker beats Rockhold. Why is that? Because of boxing? I think, yeah, he, I think he'd outstrike him. Yeah, and, he's, and he's just going to get better from and from now to then. When he mm-hmm. might fight Rockhold. If, if they fight, it would probably be a year or so from yeah, now. I can see that. You know, a couple of fights later. I can see that. And I, he's just going to improve. He's so young. And he's yeah, yeah. so naturally talented and, yeah, yeah. and gifted. So I I think he puts it on Rockhold. That's going to be I a think. good fight, dude. I would fucking love to see Rockhold against uh, a Whitaker. That'd be such a good fight. I'm a Rockhold fan, but there's just... Oh, you're, you're not a... I am a Rockhold fan. Oh, you are. I like I, Rockhold, I am too. but... I am too. Man, I, Wicker's a monster, dude. When he, he, when he, he showed it against Jock Ray, he's like, Look, he what's is, up? Dude, I'm here. That uppercut, dude. I'm like, it's fucking clean. The only guy that I've seen outstrike Whitaker was uh, a Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. It's the only guy I've ever seen actually outstrike him. But, like, I mean, do it so, right? That guy is a fucking that, that genius a, when it comes to striking, dude. 68 win, 68 no. Professional kickboxing. Professional kickboxing, exactly, That's, dude. And he caught him, dude. He caught him like a head kick and just put him away, dude. Like, he just outclassed him. He's outclassed him. That was really it. Yeah, that, that kickboxing really comes in. That's where I think Shevchenko might win this fight. We're getting there, she, man. You know she's 58-3 and three Yeah, in kickboxing? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. That's insane. I, I, I think, I think her have. amateur record's actually bigger than that, too. Yeah. As, dude, women, women fighting hasn't been around too long, and to have that kind of record... Yeah, you know she's fighting like every weekend. That's, <laughs> that's, that's kind of like Muay Thai. Yeah. Muay Thai, they fight every week, man. They have Ooh, yeah, 300 sure. fights. There's Tyler, a fight every John night Wayne in Bangkok. just fought, and then he's about to go fight in Bellator kickboxing. Uh-huh. He just fought somewhere... I forget where it was, but now he's getting back in the MMA cage and yeah, in the yeah. cage and doing it. Like, God, yeah. man, he's, I think he has yeah, like yeah. 158 wins or something like that. He's Some crazy. Like that. Yeah, dude. Like, I'm telling you, man, there's a fight every fucking night. There's, there's a fight every night. Every night there's a fight. But, yeah, dude, I, I'm not surprised at all. Like, uh, like Valentina, she's she's a monster, and she definitely wants it. And we're going to get to that. But uh, really quick, so what's your pick on the, uh, the Whitaker and Romero? For sure, Romero... 
by finish. I got Romero. You, I got Romero. How do you say it going down? I got Romero. Exactly. How do you say it going down? Uh, I, th- I think it's going to be a fill out process. In the first round? I think Whitaker's going to have to, he's gonna have to test, uh, see where Romero's striking is at. And I think mm-hmm. it's it's up there. His, his, especially his striking defense is up there. He's he's good technically mm-hmm. not getting hit, not getting taken down, yeah. and landing when he has to land. Okay. Uh, I think it's a fill out process for a round. I think second round, Whitaker's going to start putting the pace on him. Okay. I think they're going to know that, they're gonna, they're always going to know, and they're going to they're gonna watch tape on Romero, and they're going to see that as the fight goes on, that's when he, he he gets better at it gradually as yeah, he goes yeah. on, and then when he wants to, he'll just take you down. So I think gotcha. I think Whitaker's gonna try to finish it early, uh, second second round. He's gonna try to finish it. I think he's gonna get caught on the ground and it's gonna be ground and pound Romero. That was it. That's yeah, it. because yeah. man, you got Romero on top. Once he's on, once he gets to that that double leg, good or you try to take him down, up, dude. Did you see him throwing. He just see him throw guys around. Tim yeah. Kennedy, he just moved and just flipped him. He just yeah. throws him. Yeah, so yeah. I think Romero, I think Whitaker's not gonna be. Uh, Ground as ground savvy as he yeah. needs to be for Romero. I think it's be a couple elbows, and mm-hmm. you can't take that. But he's definitely a future champion. Monster. Yes, Whitaker for sure. If he's a future no, champion, for sure a future champion. As long as he doesn't let any losses like really affect like, him, depress him, and yeah. get him down, and really just you know not come yeah. back. You know, because some guys just don't come back. Like it's like JDS, he was on a tear, got fucked up, didn't come back for it. a while. Yeah, yeah but I think uh, for sure Whitaker is a champion in a year or two if he loses this fight. Mm-hmm. And if he wins this fight, uh, he'll be a champion later this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think Whitaker beats Bisbing for sure. I think he beats Bisbing too. And I think uh, Bisbing his the the Rockhold definitely showed he still has it, but the Dan Henderson definitely showed his age. Uh, like that, it showed Bisbing's age mm-hmm. and that he's getting up there. Dude, but, he's got he's got a fucking practically a fake eye. Like the one's like halfway attached. Yeah, it's, dude, like it's they injected some like lubricant in there to where he can actually see. Because he can't have the he, surgery until he's done fighting. And so he's like, dude, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be a champion. And did it pay guy, off? Man. Tough guy. It fucking paid off. Tough he's guy. Champion. So Romero, I think Romero wins this fight. Uh, I think second, third round, ground okay. and pound. Pretty much have the same same call on that one. It's going to happen. I, I, I do. I, I think Romero is going to go out and uh, beat up uh, Robert Whitaker. I think the striking gap between the two is really vast. I think Whitaker has a much, he has a much more... Um, a concept as far as like angles and distance and all that than Romero does, and I think he has a lot more tools on top of that as far as how to how to put opponent away. But the one deciding factor that I truly believe is going to pay dividends in the fight is the takedown threat. The thought of this motherfucker can take me down, and if he gets me yeah. down, I'm going to have a really hard time getting back up. Not saying that Whitaker doesn't have that confidence where he's like, oh, I could probably, I, I could probably stop him the first couple oh, yeah. takedowns. I can oh, stop him. He has good takedown defense. He's he's gonna stop the first one. I think he's gonna stop yeah. the first one. The second one, that percentage drops down drastically. I think it comes from a, like a trip, maybe. I can see that's, that's why he got Whitaker down the first time. getting in close and just. That's exactly it. how he got Whitaker down the first. I just watched that fight a week ago. I rewatched that fight a week ago. He uh, he had the single leg, and then uh, and Whitman was actually good enough to stick because Whitman's the, the taller man, so I think hard he has a little eight. bit more. And a hard wrestler yeah, too. Yeah. Hard wrestler for sure. He was able to stop the takedown. Romero went to the back, got the back control, and then as Whitman's doing this little thing, Romero just did a little trip, a simple little trip, and then all of a sudden he's got he's got Whitman down, and then that pretty much. That's that's pretty much like the entire fight right there. I'll yeah. be tell the knee. But yeah, so I see Romero uh, I see Romero threatening the takedown enough to where it kind of puts Whitaker at a little bit more of like a defense like all right, I can't really open up. I can't commit too much. Like if anything I'm going to throw punches in like two or three as opposed to you know 3 4 5, you know, where I open up for, you know, I open up that chance of me possibly getting taken down. And I see Romero just first round, I think you're absolutely right on that. 
filling out process, figuring each other out. I think Romero is going to be pushing the pace a little bit more because he really wants to kind of go out there and make a statement. Second round, you're going to see Romero just open up, dude. I really yeah. do. He's going to open up, and then he's going to open up Robert Whitaker, and he's just he's going to win. Uh, whether it's a by decision, I don't see it going all three rounds. I see Romero really going out there and trying to finish him again, like just going out there and putting him away. Yeah, we'll see and how we'll the, see. the strength, the, being manhandled by somebody that size. He's got the grown how, man strength, how, dude. How does Whitaker respond to that? Dude, because Romero's got the grown man. He's yeah, 40 years old. You have the best takedown defense, yeah. but... You haven't fought any guys that can manhandle that have that yeah. strength, you know. Dude, that's like it's like Romero's been in the fucking he's... jungle chopping wood his entire life, like cutting just down trees. <laughs> cutting down trees, cutting down trees, yeah, eating, right, eating the bark, eating the bark, okay. cutting down <laughs> trees, dude, just like. Yeah, it's some interesting. Yeah, it's just fucking don't give a shit. I'm here just to do one thing and just just take you out. Like that's all he wants to do. You never you never hear anything about him. You never mm-hmm. never in the media. He's never just kind of doing and, his thing. And the funny thing is, is he's on church. He's at church every is Sunday. He? Every was... Sunday, dude. He's at church. <laughs> he's this religious man, like hardcore religious man. And good. That's why he's so, soldier of God. Like this is oh, his yeah, that is his yeah, nickname, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. He's like hundred percent at church every Sunday. He was saying yeah, that. He like, looks oh, like a soldier I, or I never, somebody. Dude, fuck, yeah, dude. He's a, dude, if I were a general, I'd want him on my fucking side. That's, for that's sure, my captain, for dude, sure. For sure, dude. But yeah, so going on to the main event. Uh, yeah, oh, dude, nice. Hour 12 already, Man buddy. Nunez. That flew by. That flew by, man. Yeah. Man uh, Nunez. Man Nunez. Let's do it. So, what do you think, man? This is a, a rematch. Okay, listeners, for those of you that do not know, Amanda Nunez is the 135 bantamweight champion of the UFC. Uh, her main, she won the belt off of Misha Tate, but her claim to fame was when she TKO'd Miss Ronda Rousey at UFC 202 or 203 or something like that. It was like what seven months ago or something like that. It's and, been a while now. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's like January, been a while. or something like that. Um, yeah, so that was her claim to fame. That's where every that was uh, her first title defense. But she hasn't fought since then. And in the meantime, uh, Valentina Shomenko, who uh, is a obviously the, the number one contender. But she's also a um, the ex Muay Thai champion, right? She was a champion, she's like a, Muay Thai a four-time champion. champion in Muay Thai or something like that. Yeah, maybe, she's, maybe a, she's a world Muay Thai champion. She is what fifty-eight and three in uh, professional kickboxing. Mm-hmm. She is a judo black belt and a taekwondo black belt. She's her like she's a very very uh, accomplished martial artist. Her whole life kind of revolves around. I think her and her, her sister and her dad or her trainers they just kind of traveled the world training and switching it up with different martial arts and man you know what the first fight you know we, we watched earlier Shevchenko is def- she definitely was coming back in that fight she was definitely uh, making a run for the win if it was a five round fight I think she would have I think she would have finished her in the fourth round you think so? yeah I don't think it would have even went to do a decision in five rounds I think she just had one more round I think Shevchenko would have won that fight so uh, that's and, uh, and Amanda Nunes is only getting better ever since she uh, she moved from Brazil to Florida. She's training a top team now, and which is full of champions. Top, you know that's where Ian Jacek's at. That's mm-hmm. where Nunes is at. And yeah. I think there's two or three more champions over there at top, that top yeah. team camp. Dude, kickboxing record fifty eight and two, man. Two, yeah, fifty eight and two, man. That's fucking crazy. It's and it's yeah, see, it's for as long as women's MMA has been around and kickboxing and stuff, it's that's yeah. crazy. Insane. So I think she's, you know, I think, she, yeah, she's a three-time champion in Muay Thai, as in she's a champion in three different weight classes from 55 uh, kilograms, which I don't know what that translates into uh, pounds, but I'm assuming around 135, 140. Probably. Uh, so she's a um, three-time champion in kickboxing, 
And in Muay Thai, she is a... I see a lot of golds there. Fuck yes, dude. One, 17? two, three. 17? So one, two, three. Three-time champion in Muay Thai as far as... So, damn. That's three different weight classes in kickboxing and in Muay Thai where she was a champion. She held a belt. And that's as early as uh, 2015. Yeah, so she's that's not even long ago. That's not long. That's she two was years fighting ago. every weekend. You know, that's two years, years ago, ago, man. That's nothing, dude. That's yeah, nothing her, at all. Her whole life revolves around just martial arts and, yeah. and going at it and switching it up too, yeah. man. She, yeah. And I think the fact that she is the the judo black belt is is a big factor. Like, no, everybody can look at you know the the Ronda fight with Amanda and say, you know, well. Ronda couldn't get her to the ground, but you know, as soon as she landed that first right hand, Ronda yeah. was not even there anymore. Well, here's the thing, man. Yeah. Like, even if, even if she would have gotten Ronda or uh, uh, Ronda Rousey would have gotten Amanda Nunez to the ground, Amanda Nunez is no slouch on the ground. She's no. a fucking brown belt, possibly a black belt at that time in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, and I think she was also a judo uh, a judo practitioner as well. Like, yeah. she's no slouch, dude. A bit, so, no, she's not at so, all. So, like, it's not like Ronda was gonna go out there and catch her in an armbar, even though she did that to every other person, every other female if, fighter. If Ronda had better striking and could just defend herself on the other, it would have been a better fight. She could have got, she may could have got to the ground. Yeah. That's the thing because we we didn't see we we didn't see a a gold you know, or a silver medal or a bronze medal or whatever Ronda was in, in judo. We didn't see that Olympian come out because she was already tagged and already, already wobbled. And imagine imagine if Ronda had the striking accolades that yeah. Shevchenko had. I mean, yeah. that's... She'd still be a champion. That, that's very you know, true. She'd still be a champion, that's I think. That's very true. So it, I think that's a perfect mix of everything she has. She's mm-hmm. comfortable. She's not worried about going to the ground. You know, with she, you know, she's definitely defending the ring. She could choke in the last fight. And I, and I think yeah, uh, I, I have fight. Shevchenko in this fight. I, I actually I do, I I, do as well, man. I, I'm on record on on another on another, uh, on, another uh, areas of podcasting as well, where I've been picking Valentina since I heard the fight was being announced. I'm not saying Amanda Nunez isn't a great fighter. She's a great fighter. She probably beats every other girl. Yeah, and she's, and she's definitely going to be every improved. other girl. She definitely gets, she uh-huh. didn't get hurt in the last fight. She there's nothing you know really wrong uh-huh. with her. So she's definitely improved, especially now. Now she's been top team mm-hmm. even longer. Yeah, you know, and and here in the states training, and ever since then she's definitely yeah. just improved vast amounts. But man, I've been I've been I've been on Shevchenko for a while after after like I said after Holly Holm head kicked Ronda, and that was that was Holly Holm's one of her first fights after she lost the belt or whatever I think it was. I think it was two fights later. Um, yeah, I, forget, I, forget what, I forget what order those fights went into, but even Holly Holm, I was like, damn, she doesn't. It's not gonna matter. Shevchenko mm-hmm. is too, too good. Even though Holly Holm was, you know, what, a fifteen-time boxing champion yeah. or whatever she was, mm-hmm. Shevchenko really showed how well, how good she is on the feet, even with another, you know, multi-champion striker in the ring. You know, uh, Holly Holm is the only uh, uh, fighter to ever win a championship in professional boxing, like the WBO, mm-hmm. and also win a championship in the UFC. Like, she's the only fighter in the Guinness World Book of Records. In 2016, she was inducted for being the only athlete to ever do that. So everyone's talking about McGregor. Yeah, everyone's talking about McGregor and about how it might be Mayweather. But it's like, dude, somebody already did it. And it was a female. Yeah. Female by the name of Holly, the preacher's daughter, Holmes. Yeah, and she put on a clinic against Ronda. She did, man. She did. But yeah, she's the only female fighter to do that. Or the only fighter in general to do that. Yeah. 
So that, that thing, that's really cool, man. Like, people don't talk about that enough. She doesn't get enough credit. But, uh, but yeah, going, going back on what you were saying about the Ronda and Amanda Nunez fight, I would love to have seen that go a little bit longer. Yeah, man, I, w- uh, I wish like, Ronda could have defended I, I really himself do. and Just had a, a chin. Just a little bit more, man. There's no, there's no chin on that girl. There really isn't. There is zero chin it's either, on It's either there's no chin or there's no head movement to where the chin can only do so much, but the head movement just wasn't there to it's keep her. too basic, too yeah. basic for boxing. Just, she just, like, stays there. She covers up, but she doesn't move her head. It's almost like she's, she's not used to being hit. And there's this old saying Especially that I used to always like hear. Uh, there's this old jujitsu saying that I used to always hear when it came to uh, jujitsu and uh, MMA. It's like you could take a black belt, and then uh, he's a black belt on the mat in a, in a mixed martial arts fight. But you hit him once, it turns into a brown belt. Yeah. You hit him twice, it turns into a purple belt. You hit him three, four more times, all of a sudden he's a blue belt. You know, like it's just it's true, man. Like yeah, you, you rattle the brain. Oh, yeah, man. They're not home, man. Yeah, you and, rattle the brain, and man. And like there's only so much you can do until that that actually affects you to where you just like. I can't keep up with what you're doing. I just can't because I'm not mentally there anymore. Oh yeah, your vision's you know? blurry. Yeah, yeah. She, like, got, dude, she got rot. Those kind of, they're like four, five, six. We just punch watched it, man. It was like a thirty-something second fight, and yeah. she landed about of, ten uh, hard shots to the chin. Man, at least ten hard shots. Yeah. Hard shots. Yeah. I was rattling I, your brain, kind of a shot. And I, I think this is, that's what, that's what you're gonna get to see in this fight because mm-hmm. as you saw in last fight. Shevchenko can definitely take a punch. Her, her and Nunez went ass. She can take a punch. It. She can take an ass with dude. She got her. Uh, for uh, listeners, please go back and watch the first fight, Valentina Shevchenko against uh, Amanda Nunez. You have what three days before the uh, the rematch? So um, please check that out because you see Amanda Nunez in the second round take Valentina's back after she's been cut, after she's been on her back getting beaten up by Amanda Nunez for the better half of that second round. And then you see Amanda Nunez damn near get the choke sunk in. Man, and then what happens the last 20 seconds of the match? Valentina switches it over. Knees. Ends up, and yeah, ends up uh, a bellying out, stripping out, uh, sliding into her guard, and then maintaining that top position for the yeah. remaining of the fight. Like, Valentina's got heart, dude. So you know she's not going to quit. I want to just say this. She's she, not going to quit. She hasn't lost... More than two fights and all those kickboxing mm-hmm. for a reason. She yep, can yep, definitely yep. take a hit. She can definitely. And it's always easier, uh, like like statistically speaking, and just in history, it's always easier for the person. Okay, so if two people fight, the person that loses and they're going into the rematch, it's always easier for the person that lost the fight to adjust to what they did wrong in that first fight mm. to where they come up with a better game plan than it is for the person that won the fight because they don't know what the person that lost is working on to adjust to their yeah. game plan. That's true. Just statistically speaking and just in history, it's easier for the person that lost because they know what they did wrong and they are able to, okay, this is what I did wrong, this is what I need to work on, and this is what I need to do in order to win this fight. The person that won is like, well, this is what I did right and I have no fucking clue what this person's going to be doing different in order to adjust to this rematch. So I think she has that on her side, and she's obviously she's got the champion's mindset. Yeah. I mean, you she's don't get to fifty something to and uh, and two without with, with not having that kind to of make a mindset. Exactly. Oh, yeah, you know she very, knows what she does. She's a very calculated. She knows what fighter, she needs to do, and she's and she's good all around. The feet. She's Dude, a she good is. counter striker. Yeah. Like when when the last because and that's a good thing for her because like if you look at the last fight, Nunez Nunez's punches also all of her power is the end of her punches. Yeah. She uses that seventy all seventy four inches to land the power. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. she's not one of those who that can land the. Uh, the short power. She doesn't yeah. have that short power. So, like an Anthony Rumble Johnson, who doesn't matter if it's a short, long. Yeah. If he's barely even extending. If he touches you with those magical knuckles, you're going night night. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> and that's what helps make it more of an interesting, interesting matchup too. Because yeah. you know, because of the judo experience that Shevchenko has, she she gets she's going on the inside, mm-hmm. 
and then it's just it's just such a good fight. This is yeah. the best matchup there could be, especially in the female, and, in the, the bantamweight division of the, of the, the got, female. Uh, yeah. The, the 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 female roster, man. Like there really is no two other female fighters at 135 that I would want to see fight other than those two. Which means if if she beats Nunez, there's gonna be a trilogy fight. Because, oh fuck yeah! Because that's what the UFC wants. Ah, uh, that's what I want. That's sure. but I think the UFC's like, who else, dude? Like Jermaine Jermanipi, uh, who we talked about earlier today, not on the podcast, but we did talk about her. Um, she was the was the 145 pound champion, the featherweight champion of the UFC in the fe- in, in in the female division, and I think she just did it to make history. And now she's like, I don't want to defend my title because I don't think the person I'm supposed to defend my title against is worthy of a title shot, being Chris Cyborg uh, Santos. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, are you sure about that? Because yeah. that woman that you're saying doesn't deserve a title shot is a is a champion in every other organization. At that division, and has ran through everybody, and has ran through everyone doing, else except for the UFC because the UFC just made that division. Yeah, they just be, made it. You can't be scared to fight. You can't. You can't, you can't be scared to fight. I don't like the champion. I'm glad. So, yeah. I'm glad they didn't take any time. They just they stripped her. Yeah, and they're like, they're look, like, this, this right, is the fight. Now. Like, well, first off, if anyone should be talking about cheating, it should be her fucking defending herself, saying like, listen, you cracked Holly Holm twice after the bell. Not twice as in you hit her two consecutive times. I'm talking about two separate occasions yeah. she punched her after the bell. Like, I'm sorry. That's that's a blatant fucking cheat. Because you and I both know, dude. Two guys have competed in martial arts before. You know, when you hear the bell, you hear the bell. Yeah, like, you, you definitely hear it. Hear it. And, you hear and that it. wasn't that, that big of a high-profile fight where the no. arena would be that loud. Yeah, exactly. You can't, and, yeah. and you know when you Holly had, Holm was coming off of a loss. And, and you, know you know always I mean? know like, when you have 10 seconds yeah, left. Yeah, you, you do. Because you, you hear the marker. You hear your coaches. You hear the marker. Your coaches you hear, are like, 10 seconds. Both coaches. 10 seconds, yeah, yeah you hear dude, both corners sure. and the ref. Finish strong. That's all I hear. Finish strong. Finish All the good wrestlers go, 10 seconds. They'll let you know. You know how much time you got. The referee lets you know, too. And you know when you can win. I think her was that fight, maybe. I think it was. Her getting in closer, you, you know when it's coming. You can see him in your peripherals. You yeah. know when they're about to. She's come gonna in. blame it on. Oh, I'm sorry, I got yeah. lost in the moment. No, you lost, got lost what, in the moment two separate a, times. What big moment? It was no two big moment to yeah. get lost in. Come two on. separate times you got lost in the moment. Get yeah, out of here and, with that. I'm sorry. And one of them was very late and one and hard. Yeah, dude. And man, one she landed flush. two two consecutive shots. Flush and, and I almost put chin, her away, dude. I almost yeah. put her away. You you think if it would have put uh, Holly Holm away, do you think they would have just DQ'd her? Yes. Holly Holm would have been the champion. Yeah. They would have made a big yeah. It's almost better than the fact that Holly. It's has, almost better the fact than that, that Holly Holm as big as she is yeah, and, and can take a shot. Ugh, man, she can take a hit. It's almost better that she would have gotten knocked that's, out. That's that's almost she like been the this, being this conversation would have been different. Yeah. This conversation would have been completely different if she would have actually. Yeah, I don't think Jermaine is a that. She's not the high level of a fighter. She's not. But dude, she's a fucking Muay Thai champion as well, though. Yeah, she is. Like she she actually in Thailand. She fought a man, like a man in the same division. She, yeah. a, she has a knockout victory over a male Muay Thai fighter. This is true, that, dude. I, this is true. That's fucking yeah, crazy, I man. All about that. That's just true. that's crazy, dude. Like that woman can crack. She can crack. Yeah. I'd love to see her against Amanda Nunez because you have two heavy hitters that have a similar style. Oh, I'd well, love to see that. Yeah, but Muay Thai doesn't uh, ever come over to where Amanda Nunez is wrestling and take down. I mean, she, yeah, she, she got Mister Tate. She does have Mister Tate. She got. We should take on that resume. She did, dude. and she, she took her. Yeah, she did. I'd love to see that. Oh man, see, that's the thing. Amisha Tate, as much as I like her, I think she was going into that fight content with what she's done already. Yeah, you know, she was going into that. I title think she was already retired. Like, yeah, mentally, I think she was like, listen, I, she had one I got the that. title. That's all I wanted, just to win the UFC title. 
I'm okay. Win or lose, I'm okay. Never beat Ronda, though. Yeah, never beat Ronda, though. Had a number. That's going to be a feather in her cap. Ronda had a number. That's going to be a feather in Ronda's cap for a very long time, is what I meant to say. Yeah, because how how she went out, but then how... Like, Misha was... Misha got the belt. Misha was up there, but... How Ronda... Man, I don't know. It's interesting, you know, how it all kind of comes full circle. It's funny how, like, the fights play out, right? Like, certain people beat other people, but they don't beat the ones that the one... That the people that they lost to... Yeah. uh, It's just weird. Like, I don't know. MMA math never lasts up. And that's the thing about MMA. And that's that's why... Is anything can happen. That's anything why it can happen, dude. Like I, I know I brought this up earlier. Um, Valentina Shemenko, who uh, once again is the uh, number one contender in the bantamweight division of the uh, UFC for the female division, um, fighting Amanda Nunez this Saturday. Watch it. Uh, she actually has two victories over Joanna. Help me out with the last name. Jun Jacek. Jun Jacek. Joanna Jacek, who is the uh, the uh, flyweight or the strawweight. 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 Strawweight, uh, a champion of the mm-hmm. UFC. She, I mean, one away from time. Everybody knows who Joanna is. Like Joanna champion. She's dude. getting like, up there. Yeah, she's, she's, she's getting, getting up there. Up to as that. One of the most popular UFC yeah, fighters, dude. actually. Yeah, for sure. People for are sure starting to is. people are starting for to love sure. her, mm-hmm. and she's and getting fans from different as- aspects. You know, mm-hmm. she's getting from different very true. walks of life. Very, so very true. She uh, like uh, again, like she queen. was a uh, a Muay Thai champion before she became a uh, mixed martial arts champion, and Valentina beat her up in what she's good at a couple times, man. She beat her up. <laughs> she beat her up a couple times. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those fights where it's like, I don't know, man. It's just one of those fights where it's like, dude, like Valentina is so good that the the one person that everybody she beat the surgeon exactly the surgeon everybody considers Joanna as the best female striker in the UFC. Uh, hands down. And yeah, exactly. Thank hands you. down. Thank you. It's and the, Valentina the beat her twice in that in that realm of fighting. But like, that size that difference. You. Size difference was I a think thing. the size difference. Yes, no, you're absolutely right on that. You're definitely, definitely right. Like Joanna should have been fighting at a lower division when she was fighting professionally in the uh, in the in the Muay Thai world. But she still got beat though. Like, yeah, uh, it's on the record, man. It's, like, it's, on the resume, it's, she's on the re- it's on the resume. It's on the re- she's got that name twice. Yeah. Two W's next to that name. And she beat it, and she beat a Joanna, like a young Joanna, a very like, young, you know, very uh, ambitious you know, Joanna, athletic. Yeah, for sure. Because Joanna's very athletic, man. She, she is. She's not a lot of body she, fat. She's very. That's the thing, man. Like she she's looks quick. small, but oh, man, those, she, dude, you watch her punch bones a girl. Those are so sharp, man. Those elbows. She cracks somebody, and you just immediately see the hematoma starting to form. Like you see that welt and, and that black eye and the blood, and just like, damn, like, does she have magic fucking dust on her knuckles she, too? Like, lot, does she have an Anthony yeah. Rumble Johnson kind of a thing? And a lot of girls who fights are girls that cut down, mm-hmm. or like they're old, they're flyweight fighters from other divisions, from other organizations. They're flyweight. They're bantamweight fighters that have come mm-hmm. down, and man, they they can't do it. They didn't. Yeah, so the fact true. that she has that—that's the thing. It's the striking, man. You never know what's going to happen. You yeah. never know what fighter is going to show up that day. Yeah. You know what they've been working on the most. You know, kind of like Connor has to do all boxing now. Yeah. And you know, he's he's going to be a much better boxer after boxing. No nonstop boxing. He's you know. supposed to fight. He was saying he wants to fight Khabib at his I return know. fight. He called him out in Russia. Did he really? Yeah. He didn't say he just wants Khabib. He goes, when I'm done with this, I want Khabib in Russia end of this year. God damn. So it's like, I'm going to go, I'm gonna do nothing but boxing for, what, two, three months? You know what? I think oh, I have a theory behind that. Because he's been, he's been boxing for a while now. He's been hyping it up. And he's been, trust me, he's been training. Yeah. And then he wants to go fight the one guy that will maul you. Who wrestles bears as a yeah. six-year-old? Yeah, <laughs> like legitimately find that shit on YouTube. Wrestles yeah. bears. Yeah. So that's that's in, that's. But he wants him in Russia. He doesn't want him in, in Ireland. He wants him in Russia. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna come to your house. I'm gonna beat you. I went to Brazil. Took the, took down the legend in Brazil. 
Now I'm coming to take down the Russian legend. Yeah. Twenty five and zero could be. Yeah, dude, no, it's gonna be a crazy fight, man. Like I, I have a theory behind that. But before we get to that, mm-hmm. that next topic, um, your pick is for sure Valentina Shevchenko. I'm saying, I mean, I'm taking Valentina. Cool. Uh, I, I, I'm on, I'm on, the, I'm on the train. Gotcha. I like her. I've been on her for a while. I, 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 think, I, she's think, been, I think she's gonna do it. She's been coming up. I've been watching her. Yeah. And I, I, and, I, and I like Nunez, and I like Nunez with the belt. And they, they should market her more, which they don't really, but mm-hmm. I, I don't... That belt goes around so much. It does, man. Nobody holds that belt for very long. That's why Ronda I mean, had six defenses. Been, yeah, no, nobody's been as dominant as a champion as Ronda in that division yeah. for sure. And, and, and the person I thought was going to do it was Holly Holm. I thought Holly Holm for sure was going to hold that down for a little bit. And then Misha Tate... It was a one-kick wonder. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, both of them. Yeah. They both were. They both work. But yeah, I, I also have Valentina. I think Valentina's going to go out there. I think she's going to do enough to you know, get past those first few rounds. It's going to be very competitive between the two. And then I just see her beating her up. I don't I don't think she's going to finish Amanda. I think Amanda's seasoned enough to stay out of any serious danger. But I see Valentina winning a very, very clear I beat you five-round war. I think your counter-punching is going to come in a lot. Yeah. And, and when, Especially and then in that when, rematch, though. I mean, the first fight that we yeah. and I just watched, like, what, an hour and a half ago now? Her, her accuracy like, and her counter-punching, and then I think when Nunes is close, she knows that she can trip. She she yeah. has those trips, man. She's she does, man. She's not all, all throws. She never really throws much. Like, no, she, I, she'll I never hit never toss you. Throw, I don't think. And, but she'll get those little quick trips, and she's uh-huh. strong. Yeah, she's so I think, I think that's how – it might not be a finish. I'd like to see it finish in this fight, honestly. I really, want, I really want to see it finish in this fight. She finished Juliana Pena, dude, with an arm bar. Like, Crazy arm bar, too. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, everybody thought if she was going to beat jo- uh, Juliana Pena, it was going to be on the stand-up. And then what it's happened? It's a judo thing, man. Judo thing, man. It's a judo Caught thing. her with that arm bar, dude. Yeah. Caught Practice her with that arm bar. Practice all day. Yeah, dude, all <laughs> fucking day. She took her arm home with her. But yeah, dude, that's going to be a crazy fight, man. So yeah, so there we go. Uh, we got a new the, champion. We'll see a new champion. Uh, that's at least what we're calling uh, so yeah, going back to the um, really quick the Connor and Khabib thing. Here's my theory to it before we get going here. Uh, my theory behind that is that uh, Connor McGregor is gonna lose a boxing. He knows he doesn't know, but I think he's gonna lose a boxing match against Mayweather. I, I don't again. It's not a fight. It's a boxing match. Mm-hmm. He's gonna lose a boxing match, and he knows it would hurt his his name as far as being a marquee fighter that can sell fights if he has two consecutive losses in a row one being in boxing and one being in MMA i believe that tony ferguson presents more issues in an MMA fight than khabib does cuz tony tony's longer yeah he's longer he's got these weird elbows weird style you know he fought he fought Edson Barboza in a stand up fight and he was actually holding his own and I think that he presents more threats than, than Khabib does. Because Khabib, you don't have to worry about his striking. You no, really don't. Not really. You really don't. Not, you not really, really don't. but you have to worry about him disguising those takedowns. True, true. Because, but I think Connor has enough faith in himself to mm-hmm. where he's like, listen, I know I can keep the fight standing long enough to where I can land that, that you think left he, shot. You think he beats Khabib? I think he beats Khabib. I think, I think he beats I, Khabib I really do. just uh, a lot on the fact of He's just not a loser in this sport. He's not. He's mm-hmm. he's so good in in, in every way that nobody yeah. thinks he is. Yeah. Always he always proves himself. Always yeah. backs it up, and he has the confidence. Like he, you even if you know how much confidence you have, you you see what Khabib does, and yeah. you see it like he, he makes it look so easy. He, as soon as he hits the mat, though, it's like he he tra- he he gets you down. He traps that arm. He gets that one it. arm in his leg, and you have no defense, that's and he it. just mauls you. 
That's and it. he had mercy on Michael Johnson. He finally just got, you know what, I'm going to stop, stop pounding with the you, bro. He almost like, broke his fucking arm, too. Yeah, man. He, Dude, here's the thing. Because, like, Michael Johnson landed... I mean, I'm not saying everybody forgets, but... Rocked him. He rocked he him. He fucking hurt him with that. And he, he has the same him. style. Like, not same style, but he has that left... And Michael that, Johnson's that, a good striker. That southpaw style that, uh, that McGregor has mm. as well. And he landed that left. Not once, but, like, multiple times. And yep. But here's the thing. McGregor has that snap in his punches that where if he landed that same left shot, the one, the one left shot, it probably would have been lights out. It probably would have been enough to where he can follow that up with another shot, mm-hmm. and then it would have been lights out. And that's why I think it's an easier fight for him on paper. But, you know, yeah. pa- paper doesn't fight paper. So we ankle, don't really though. know. We don't really know. Khabib has, that, he has that, that full throttle. Once he goes for that takedown, even if he can get his fingers on your ankle and you're, yeah. you're you know, whatever, he's going to keep driving. He drives you to the cage. He's, dude, he's, he's got and, that Russian blood in him, bro. He's yeah, not going to quit. Oh, no. He's oh. not going to quit. And you I, have to literally put him away in I, order I think, to get him to yeah, stop fighting. I think Khabib would be Tony Ferguson in a fight. I think, I think Khabib wins that Styles fight. Styles make fights, man. Yeah. I think Styles make fights, and he's just... He, he's thick on top, like he's heavy on top. And that's a lot, a lot of guys. I've heard, I've, I've, they've style. said that he's like a two or five on top of them, and he's like, that's how strong he is. Yeah. Like that, dude. Rough, he went to Russian, AKA that in Russian San Jose. bear wrestling. Yeah, he went to you know? AKA. And he wrestles with there. he wrestles with Daniel Cormier. That's why he went. That's the only reason why he went to that camp is because he wanted to train with Daniel Cormier. And he holds his own. He's big. Dudes. I watched. I watched a wrestling match yeah. against the two, and he actually got a single leg takedown on he Cormier. Is a bi- he is Did Cormier let him have dude. it? Probably. And, and Tony Ferguson is not big. He's, he's a tiny. He's a tiny. He's tall though. He's tall, tall and lanky. Though, man. And he's training at at uh, Tenth Planet, so he knows oh. he's got he's got those funky chokes, those funky sweeps. He's got his back. Everything's he trains strange. with Eddie Bravo. Everything's Eddie Bravo's very his main everything's trainer. very unorthodox. Like you you can't find a training partner that's going to move the same way mm. as as Tony Ferguson, but you also can't find the same training partner that's going to have that same top game as Khabib. Nah, yeah, so it's, it's, it's weird, man. It's really strange. It's a very strange matchup. Yeah, I, it's gonna I, be a lot of fun though. If they I, ever I fight, Con- be... I love to see Conor and him go at it in Russia. In Russia, dude, I, I think Russia, uh, Khabib man. was saying something that there's a stadium out there that seats like forty or fifty thousand people. I think it's a hundred. No fucking way. Yeah, I think it's a big, it's a big hundred stadium. No fucking way. Yeah, because they were saying it's ninety Imagine or hundred. Imagine that hundred thousand people. Because they wanted, they, they wanted to break the record, I think, and they were like, oh, we can for sure do it, like. You know, in United States, you know, the biggest guys have a you know thirty million followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But. He has all of Russia, but he has two hundred million fans. Yeah, because Khabib is a king. Yeah. in Russia, he's, he's like he's like he's our, a king. He's our era's Fedor. To us, it's like, eh, Russian guy. Well, he wrestles a lot. The yeah. eagle, okay. The eagle, the eagle, the eagle. Okay, whatever the fuck that I, means. I, I honestly love. I love the word that no, it comes from. <laughs> Me too, right? Worst nickname you could have. Yeah, have. it really is. It's, it's like you're gonna soar like an eagle. Okay, as tough as a guy you are, you know, as good as a wrestler, you're the, you're the eagle. Uh, like, all right, buddy. But like, at least Jacare's a fucking alligator, like, which kind of makes sense because if he gets a hold of a limb, he's not letting go. Yeah, I think that's the whole theory behind that, or the whole reason the why alligator. they call him that. The alligator, thank you. The crocodile, or whatever it was. Whatever, it's the same shit, same <laughs> reptile. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be. One's I, hope, bigger I, hope than the other. That, I hope that happens. Actually, that'd be a good fight. We'll see. Because I, I don't think Conor man. I just don't. I don't count him out on anything. I don't. Dude, I, don't uh, even, I don't even count him out against Mayweather. You think he's going to win? I, you think I, he has a chance? He has I a chance. I for sure have money on Conor winning this fight. Already set in stone. Really? I have a couple hundred dollars okay. on Conor winning this fight. Dude, hey. Yeah, because, you know, man, it's just, I think he has a chance. He has Conor, a chance. Conor it's has, a fight, dude. Any, he has a, a six-round window to me. It's, it's, it's a six-round window. I see the same that, thing, but a smaller gap. I see, like, a three-round. Three, maybe I think four. Just, I think it's just going to take a little long because the three-minute three rounds, they're, they're small rounds, and I think that's going to help Connor because Connor's cardio is getting better. 
It's getting better. He got he got that second win against Nate. He did, he went the full five, and it was a nonstop five with Nate. He almost gassed out in that second. He got saved by remember, the bell in the second round. You remember, Nate is a very good boxer. Nate spars with Andre Ward and those guys like mm-hmm. on a daily basis, and Connor beat him in a stand-up fight. He did. And he's a bigger guy. Yeah. Yeah, I think Nate it was one ninety, so that's like fifty pounds heavier heavier than Floyd's gonna be almost. Mm-hmm. So. I don't. Know, I think if if he can use those six rounds wisely, and and Floyd likes against the ropes, he likes to get in the, in the corners and and do his shoulder rolls and dodge and make you look you know humiliate you a little bit and show you and show you to your face like real close that no. you're not gonna touch me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think if he can rough him up and get the clinch in there because he's definitely gonna have the the, the clinch available yeah. for a few seconds here and there if he can use that, I think it happened. But. Decision wise, he's gonna lose it to a decision. I gotcha. But I think he can maybe knock him out, and yeah. if that happens, man, yeah. if he imagine if he beats Mayweather and then he goes I, and fights I, Khabib I, for no reason, he doesn't need he doesn't yeah. need the money. No, he doesn't need the money. Yeah, no, that's actually what I was talking about. Like if um, in the last podcast, if Conor beats Mayweather, he becomes the greatest sports athlete. In the history of just not even combat sports, I don't think. I not, think not just, even. I, I, I think that, that's overall, what sports. Like he's up there with like. The, the with, Muhammad Ali and all yeah, that For sure with, up there with Muhammad Ali. Yeah, like I point. still think Muhammad Ali it's a, it's is a, a little stretch. higher up. Yeah, it's a far just, stretch. Just because Muhammad Ali was champion at a time where like there was a whole like, you know, like the whole he was like, a segregation social, thing. He was a social warrior. Yeah, though, like, he you know, the, he, he refused to go to war for three years because, you know, his religion and like, you know, he was just like the whole like, you know, like the whole segregation thing was still really big at that time. Oh, yeah. and, like, you know, the blacks and the whites and like... And he, the Muslim he, thing. The Muslim thing. Like, he, he represented a lot more than just sports. He, re- he represented yeah. like a, a humanitarian, mm-hmm. which is why I still think no matter what, he's still going to be considered the greatest of all time. Look at him right there, dude. Yeah, he's right yeah. there. Hey, I have, that, there. I have that t-shirt right there. Do you really? Yeah. yeah that's my fucking favorite. That one of right my favorite there, posters, man. man. Like, I, I... He's a hero of mine, dude. You know what I mean? He really is. But aside from that, dude, like, I think if Connor wins... He is just the one of the great, the number two greatest professional athlete, pro- professional sportsman athlete in the history of sports. Like just who's ever done it? You know, he'll be the second person to ever win a mixed martial arts title yeah. and a, a professional boxing title because Holly Holm well, still well, beat him to it. Well, doesn't have a title though, does he? Uh, are, is he, are, is is he, he not fighting for the I, I think he relinquished. You know, he relinquished when we, when we were retired. It's not a title fight, I don't think. Oh, I, see, yeah, I, I was, in, I was they, under the impression that it was a title. fight. I don't think it's a title fight because Connor can't fight any more boxing fights because this is like this one time. Like, all right, you really? get a, you get, a, you get a hall pass this weekend. You know, oh, you get a hall pass. See, by the I was under the impression that they were fighting for a belt. I, I, I think it's just I, I know I know how Connor is yeah. with like belts and collecting belts. I just assume. Man, imagine if he had a boxing win in there. That's what I'm that's saying. Just, and you, you know, know he would go out to that press conference, even if it was a UFC fight. He'd come out. It. Yeah. He'd, just like, belt. he'd fucking go there and take it from dude, him. Dude, uh, January 14th or 17th, they're actually having their very first press conference. London. In London. Yeah, they're going to London. They're going to Ireland. They're coming out here to um, where uh, where uh, Mayweather's from. I want to say it's Vegas. Michigan. No, Vegas. well, he's oh, originally from, from. Where Michigan. he's from. Yeah, Michigan. Michigan, right? Michigan. He's going out to Michigan. That's horrible. Vegas. Let's go to Detroit. And yeah, right. Fucking, <laughs> Dude. Let's go to the concrete jungle. Yeah, I know, and, right? <laughs> and there's an entire city of Skid Row yeah, over here. Yeah, I know, right? Fucking... Oh, my God. It's going to be crazy. I, you know, I'm going to be glued to my fucking computer screen Man, watching I, that shit. You know, what's even more interesting is Mayweather in Ireland. 
that's gonna maybe they're gonna fly to an airport in Ireland. Yeah, it's, it's, dude, gonna, he has so much money. They're probably gonna so build his own air, airport right. just so he can fly into. <laughs> He's gonna have a wall. He's got so man. much money, dude. Have you ever seen Floyd like in any videos where his security team is so large? They're fucking huge. They're like six six, and he's like dude, five you were six. Telling me, you're telling me that Snoop Dogg has some uh, security guards that made you feel like uncomfortable. Yeah, like Very they're that big. I've, I've ne- yeah, I've never seen a guy. It was. Like, have you ever seen Ving Rhames? You know Ving Rhames is? Yeah, of course I know Ving Rhames. Like being next to that guy. He's uncomfortably yeah. big. Yeah. And he was in defense mode. There were some things going on around. Some fights starting to happen. Shit. And I was, but the fights were going on. It was right It was right in v, uh, Snoop Dogg's VIP Hold on, box. really quick. Uh, for the listeners, tell the backstory. Why were you there? Backstory is, well, we went to the High Times Business Summit okay. at the convention High center. Times, the medicinal marijuana convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, <laughs> the, ma- the magazine yeah. is really and this is this is the they had, they had the expo there, which was kind of like, uh, like you ever been on like, gun shows and stuff? You yeah, can just kind of, yeah. they have products there you can buy yeah, for, yeah, yeah. for wholesale prices yeah, and yeah, this yeah, and yeah. that. But then they had the business center where they had all kinds of like social media marketing, mm-hmm. uh, you know, talks and speeches and all this kind of stuff. And then if you went, if you had, if you had like the VIP package, which did not have, uh, you got invited to Snoop Dogg's uh, VIP party. He rented out some club in Hollywood. The whole club was rented out. You could smoke in there. You could bring all the weed you wanted in there. Everything. Sounds like fun. And we went, <laughs> yeah, we, so we, we, we were like, you know what? Let's go. If we don't get in, so what? Yeah. But because we don't have the VIP, we're not on the list. Mm-hmm. You know, and the guy kind of had a list, but he didn't really care. Yeah. He was I like, gotcha. hi. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. here. We're here for this. Again, checked the jackets. We went downstairs, and there was just so much smoke in there. Oh, I bet, dude. And through I all the bet. smoke, we kind of walked around the club a little bit. Through all that smoke, we found I yeah, we found Snoop Dogg's VIP table, and it was roped off. Blah blah. blah. When the crowd started pouring in, you know, make stepped over the rope into there. You know, started getting some bottle service. There you go, Snoop Dogg's bottle service. But when when Snoop Dogg came in, he came into this. In the, it was in this corner, and there was a bookshelf. Never really thought, why, why is there a bookshelf here? But there's no books on it. And it was a secret door into that booth. And when he came in, his security came in. And that guy was probably a good 6'9", 400 pounds. 350, Jesus. 400 pounds. And that, I just felt uncomfortable next to him. Because I knew he's, he's, he's working. He's on, he's on guard. He, he's not even he's trying to have a conversation mode. or anything. He's, no, and oh, I don't think he even talks. <laughs> he just looks like he's just stone cold, man. And there was these guys behind us that were, like I guess, trying to get into the booth. And they were fighting over it, and I was right in between that monster and these guys over here. And he was, if anything happens around Snoop Dogg, it's going down. Yeah. It just, yeah. I don't know, I just was not, not cool. I had to get away from that whole situation. I had to move away. That's move fucking away. crazy, dude. I was uh, talking to uh, uh, Jonathan from Buffalo Wild Wings, the, uh, the chef, and he was telling me that he met uh, Tech Nine over at um, some restaurant. I forget where. Oh, uh, Yard, Yard House. Yard House. Fucking random, mm-hmm. right? Yard House. So, uh... He was at Yard House right after Tech Nine's concert. He went to Yard House to go, you know, party outdoors and drink and all that because they have a great happy hour special. And uh, while he was there, Tech Nine shows up with his security guards, and then he goes up to try to take a picture with Tech Nine. And he said that he's never felt smaller in his life. I'm not saying he's a big guy, but he's heavy set. He's he's heavy set. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's he's a little heavier. Uh, what would you say, like 180, 190 or so, as far as uh, weight? Uh, yeah, I'm in there. Something like that, right? He said that this security guard, as he saw John try to grab his phone and take a picture with Tech Nine, the security guard picked him up like a child, <laughs> lifted him up, picked him up over everyone else, and sat him down on the opposite side of Tech yeah. Nine, and then continued to explain no pictures, yeah. like sorry, so don't like Shaq. Yeah, sorry. And then he said, "Dude, honestly, like when he picked me up, 
I've never felt smaller. And on top of that, he may again, I'm not, he's not a small guy. He's like, dude, I felt weightless. Like I felt like I didn't even matter in mm. this guy's world as far as like potential threats. Like something that if I wanted to start some shit, I couldn't start shit. There's nothing I could No, done. man. Those Yeah, I couldn't even throw in a plate. That's a diff- those, yeah. It's a different breed of human. It really is, dude. And it shows you there's, It really is. There, we're all the same species, but there's different breeds. There's definitely different yeah, breeds, there, man. There's, 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 there's racehorses and they're Yeah, there's fucking mules. There's ponies, <laughs> there's, there's ponies and thoroughbreds. Yeah, That's, dude, like it's just this is not the same. Yeah, it's, it's not the same. Uh, yeah, I've never been around yeah. people that big, really. And that's yeah. uh, it's fucking crazy. It's like being at a basketball game. You ever been yeah, to like, a, a not, basketball man. game, man? I've, Those I've guys heard are stories though. Fucking huge, man. Yeah, I've heard stories. And they all look, they all look small on TV. Yeah, when you know, you like see right, oh, they're all regular size. Oh, oh he's six six. Oh yeah, cool, six six. When you see a six six and you're not six six, yeah, it's like <laughs> holy shit. Like I'm almost and six he two. Moves, and he moves like a fucking you know a one eighty five pound guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. Like I'm almost like you look up to somebody there's a problem yeah yeah, like, yeah. it's un- it's uncomfortable to look uh, I, I never look up to anybody uh-huh. you know like physically so it's yeah. just like ah, man, dude 6'6 six, six is big different. yeah it's six, different six is like, big. it's like Gronk you ever, Gronk is just huge like 6'6 yeah. six, six, 270 yeah dude the, the biggest guy I think I've ever met was probably as far as um, uh, uh, professional combat sports was Brock Lesnar I met Brock Lesnar I didn't like shake his hand but he was like where this door is right here he was standing right there and he had two security guards that were as big as him standing in front of him. I don't think that uh, that door does, it does it wouldn't. justice no. to Brock Lesnar. He's the wall, the wall that's right here. This wall is Brock Lesnar, and I was just in awe, like, holy fuck, that's a big man. Like, not just tall yeah. as far as like stature wise, but just his shoulders. Yeah, sometimes height does. Sometimes if if they're not over it's like six four, six four when they're that thick is different. Like I yeah. met the Rock. Mm. I met the Rock at a gym one time in Louisiana. And they were filming a movie in my hometown, and man, that, he's like a couple inches taller than me. Not mm-hmm. much bigger than that, taller than me, but it's the thickness of, the, of he's those, just those guys. Wide, it dude. makes you just yeah. look like a truck. Yeah. I, I met Kimbo Slice at the 24 hour gym, uh, 24 hour uh, fitness gym right here off of Fallbrook. Rest in peace, and, Kimbo Slice. Yeah, uh, Kimbo Slice, man. Uh, he actually, I had the opposite thought. I was like, he's not as big as I thought it was going to be. I met him twice. I met him once there. And I almost ran into him as we were leaving the movie theater. We were watching that movie Eagle Eye with Sh- Shia LaBeouf. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah I was leaving go. the theater. I was years texting ago. years ago, buddy. Oh, wow. I was texting. It was right before he was supposed to fight Ken Shamrock the first time. And then, uh, and then, so like I'm, I'm walking. I'm leaving the theater, and I was texting the person I was talking to at the time. And as I'm texting, because I'm like, oh, I'm just getting to the theater. I, I look up, and I, with my peripheral, I realize I almost ran into somebody. And I just saw a big red shirt, and I was like, oh, excuse me. And as I say, excuse me, I look up. And it's Kimbo Slice staring at me. And I was like, holy shit. I literally say, holy shit, you're Kimbo Slice. And he goes, man. And he just says, yeah, what's up, buddy? And he goes out shakes my hand. And the one thing that impressed me most of all was the size of his hand. It was like a fucking a boxing mitt. Like it was just Toaster huge, oven. huge, huge. <laughs> Shook my hand. We started walking. He's with his entourage. I, again, I'm with my cousin at the time. We're all just like hanging out. And then he like opens the door for us, holds it open for us, and I was like, "Dude, that's Kimbo Slice, man! Like, this is fucking crazy, dude!" Hell but like, yeah. he wasn't as big as I thought it was gonna be, though. Like, beard. that was the one thing. Beard's he's, on point. He's still beard was beard huge, was on dude. point, huge. And I will say one thing: like when he stood up, like when he when he and I squared off, like when I almost ran into him, he's definitely wide. Like oh, he's, he's he was more wide, like shoulder wise, than he was in stature. Like he wasn't very tall, but yeah. dude, he was just like these long, like big, it, wide it, a lot of his bare knuckle fights. And then back on YouTube, when I used to watch those. He was mm. the guys he was fighting were bigger than him, yeah, yeah, but he was bigger than them. Yeah, you know, like yeah, they, yeah. they were they were heavier, he was more dense. They, you know, oh, yeah, more dense than those guys were. Yeah, his for technique. Sure. 
Masvidal, yeah, man. dude, his boxing game was. Yeah, that's where Masvidal came from. Yeah. Masvidal was down yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Him, him and Masvidal yeah. threw down. Yeah. You ever see that fight? I didn't watch the fight. Yeah, him and Masvidal, though. like, they threw down in the same, what, yeah. in the same backyard yeah, and everything. Yeah. I mean, I watched the that's fight cool. with Masvidal against other people, but that's, not against Kimbo. That's cool, man. But yeah, dude, Masvidal's a fucking badass, too, man. But, uh, let's wrap this shit up, dude. Yeah. We almost did two let's hours, man. That's, that's crazy, dude. That's, that flew by. <laughs> that was fun. Well, hey, dude, uh, thanks again for coming out. Hey, thanks Do for appreciate it, man. Uh, so we got your picks down, got everything. Uh, uh, Long Winter Spill episode uh, twenty four. Does anything? Uh, what, where can they find you at? Uh, uh, Facebook, uh, Mitchell Van Zant. Okay. Instagram. I, I, blah, you're blah, still blah. doing your own uh, podcast. I'm right? gonna I, I, since I've recently moved, I'm, I'm setting up the little studio to have my podcast. Okay. And uh, that it's gonna be strictly fights. So, okay. So, well, what's, what's it's, the it's name? It's already out there. Let's talk fights. Let's talk fights. Let's talk That's fights. Right. Com. I have that. Gotcha. We're gonna be doing that in, toward the end of this year. Get it really going. So. Nice man, for sure. Have that. Have you out there for sure? Oh, dude, I'll fucking love to be on, man. I love it. Dude, we right just did two street. hours, brother. We just yeah. did two hours. Like we can definitely do this fucking and, for two right more if we had to. Right down the road from from the, the place. The Moose Den mm-hmm. always represent the Moose Den. Everybody, Hashtag please feel free to come window. on out. <laughs> definitely the best happy hour in Glendale. It is the right best happy hour in Glendale. Yeah, Sunday through Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, you can between the hours of three and four, you can get a craft pint of beer and a delicious shot of whiskey each only being three dollars three dollars it's called beat the clock 156 so, uh, south brand boulevard glendale right, california man. yeah come on check us out man uh what nights can they find you over at the moose den i'll be there friday saturday night uh thursday morning with you gotcha thursday morning yeah and, tomorrow yeah, yeah you if you want to come out tomorrow. and hang in uh sunday mornings football sunday season's morning. coming up soon. yeah that's right we're gonna be doing a uh uh fucking uh what was it sunday ticket is what it's called we're right sunday ticket sunday ticket more than likely that's looking yeah, like it's a go for sure for let's push for it i'm dude it's looking like a go for yeah, sure come hang I, watch I, football. I pretty much i pretty much have the ownership saying okay let's do it just just make it that it makes so it sense is. financially and for any, us. any free fox fights you want to come out come on some, out man get some happy hour drinks happy hour drinks. free fox fights get to chat is, with us about the fights there's the ultimate fighter finale this weekend which will be right. which will be on free tv we'll have I think that it's on friday we'll right? have that yeah there's, there's a bunch of fights going on this weekend yeah, well it's the fight the, this, the, uh, the this fight main week. card yeah, yeah this yeah. main card's kind of taking over the yeah. whole whole thing so a lot of fun but yeah so uh Come on down to the Musa, but aside from that, uh, uh, Mitchell Van Zant on Facebook, on uh, Instagram, letstalkfight.com. That's, uh, that's my boy here. Uh, it's, his, uh, it's a podcast website. And uh, yeah, man, I look forward to rocking out a few episodes with uh, you. Yeah, always. Thanks again for coming out, dude. Thanks, buddy. All right, for sure. All right, listeners, uh, stay tuned. Next week, episode 24 of Long Winded Spiel, I'll be uh, having Andrew Ascendez along with Chris Raba. And the long-awaited return of Mr. Matt Roadhouse Rodick on. And uh, we're going to be talking about cocktails, cocktails, bars, beer, everything. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Andrew, Raba, and uh, Matt Roadhouse Rodick are two cocktail extraordinaires, man. They know, all, they know all things spirits, all things cocktails. And it's going to be great because Raba and Andrew have one philosophy on cocktails and spirits in the whole mixology game. And Matt Roadhouse Rodick has the exact opposite. So That's it'll be lineup. it's gonna be a fun. It's gonna be a fun podcast. And we'll, we'll, uh, we are gonna be having a couple of drinks during it. So uh, please stay tuned. That should be dropping next Thursday. And uh, this episode will be on uh, tomorrow. Yeah, oh, yeah. tomorrow for sure. So uh, thanks again, buddy. Thanks, Have man. a great day, everybody. It.